Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, who has just opened their East Coast Distribution Center and is now shipping orders from California and Pennsylvania. Check them out at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I feel like holiday season is actually hangover season. (laughs) It's just hangover after hangover. It starts... Right before Thanksgiving, and it keeps going until after the new year. That's different from the rest of the year, how? <laughs> I do feel like it's different because it's stacked up more. Oh, yeah, it comes fast and furious. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it shouldn't be this way. We should spread it out more. Like, you know how San Francisco Beer Week is actually like 100 days long? Or however many days they've decided one week is. The holiday season should should do that. The months around the holiday should be longer than 30 days so that we have more time to recuperate from ourselves. They're trying to do that. You know, they're playing Christmas music in November and they're selling Halloween decorations in August. They are attempting to do that. They are. I'm a fan. Uh, I feel like right now I need a vacation from myself. And I'm going to start now. So I'm going to let JP do the rest of the show today. JP can't even figure out how to use a laptop. Never mind, do the rest of the show. I don't know. How do you, what, what, how does it, what do you, what, what? <laughs> Just keep pushing buttons till something works. Get our, get our live stream page going. If for some reason, all the audio in the, the master mix was up high and that it was just overdriving. I see. Everything's fine now. It's probably something Scott it. did. No, I, I turned, I turned everything off and rebooted everything. So it shouldn't have been. All right. I don't need to hear your life story. No, well, see, just make it work. Well, first it was programmed, and then it was 
First Steve Jobs was born. All right. So, yeah, I got to party with the Black Crows last night. Oh. Well, a more accurate uh, description would be that I was in a room that they were also in. Well, I was in the same town, but... (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big Black Crows fan, so I got to go to... I went to the show last night to see the Black Crows, and then I was invited by a friend. I can't really say where the after party was, because it's at a a prominent San Francisco company, and I, I think it's, it's kind of like on the down low. All right. But I got invited to go, and I was like a little fangirl. <laughs> were you? Yeah. Were you invited because of the band or the venue? The venue. Okay. Band. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you me, know, and, me the, and Mr. Crow, we're... We go way back. Yeah, we're just <laughs> fucking tight. Black Crows. I'm a big Chris Robinson fan. He's the singer. And um, this friend of mine heard that I was going to the show, and he said, oh, they're having their after party at, at our place. You should you should come. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to do that. Definitely. Well, I now, I kind of know now how the awkward listeners feel that meet me, like, at the JBF, and they're like, I, I just want to say hi, and I don't want to bother you, and I, just, I really love the show, and thank you. <laughs> they're all nervous. That was me. So, yeah. so Chris walks into the room, and, and I'm, I'm, Chris now? I'm staring at him like a, like a stalker. Sea girl. And I'm finally like, I'm finally like, I can't, I can't not say something to this man. I've been listening to him since I was, like, 15 years old, and so I little, I go over there, and I'm like, I'm such a bitch. I'm like, um... Uh, excuse me, um, Chris, Mr. Rob, um, Chris, Mr. Chris, uh, Chris, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I just, I, I just wanted Mr. to, Crow. I just want to say thank you. I just, I've been listening since I was, I, I don't want to bother you, uh, but I just, I want to shake, I'm Justin, uh, I'm a babbling retard. You are such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so like starstruck. And then I looked up and I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, you look like shit. You look, <laughs> you're really old. Talking about yourself or, or yeah, Mr. Robinson? Mr. Robinson. Oh, right. uh, yeah. He's really, like, like he's not that, he's no older than, like, Doc, for example. How many people think that but when they meet us? Like, he, right, like, oh, <laughs> you're nothing like oh, I you thought you are not you that cute. And he's got, like, really deep, like, wrinkles, and he's really pale, and he has ridden himself hard. Put up wet. And, yeah. And so that kind of calmed me down a little bit, because I was like, oh, he's just an old dude. Hey. Uh, sorry, Tasty. He's an old dude like me. <laughs> like that's inferior thing, right? <laughs> but it actually was a really... Uh, I, I, I've been feeling like a douchebag all day because of the way I was, but I have to forget about that. I realized I got to shake like one of my... Like, I like this guy. I got to shake his hand. Yeah. I've been listening to his music since I was a kid. That's cool. I, I met it was pretty drum- badass. I met their drummer once. I met, I, I met the, uh, their manager. Did you meet their manager, Brian? No. Oh. No. Well, I mean, he's a friend of Vinny's, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I met him up there, you know, we went in the parking lot and yeah. got caught up there. And, uh, yeah, he's a really cool guy. And, uh, yeah, I got to meet the drummer from the Crows. They were all super nice guys. Uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really get to hang out, though. I just kind of met him. Uh, we talked a little bit, and I, I talked more with his backup singers. You know, they had backup singers, and they were nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of cool. Uh, but, I, like I said, I now know, I, di- I never thought I would be <laughs> starstruck. Well, I didn't think I had that part, that in me. I, I feel like people are just the same. But now yeah. I understand. Now I get it. Yeah. It just something it. happens. Like something inside of you, you just, you turn into a little bitch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I've met a couple of people that I've, I've, that I've idolized and, and it's like, oh God, I don't need, what do you say? Because everything has ever, that, that they would ever want to hear has already been said to them <laughs> right, yeah. countless times. So I feel like you just go, hey, you know, I appreciate the music. I'm a, I'm a fan and, and, and good yeah. to meet you. And that's it. That's all. Cause you can't, cause it's the people who think that 
you're, you're, they're going to get on some different level with that person. Right. Those are the, the, the stalker fans. Like, you know the time you spoke to me when you said, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> that one lyric. You were talking to me. She talks. I also talk to angels. <laughs> I do that. You wrote that for me. He's yeah. 48, by the way. Uh, he looks like he's 68. High <laughs> mileage, huh? No offense, Tate. Wow. He's, uh, he just, he looks old. Uh, he's also a little. He, I didn't get to talk to him too much, but I could tell he's a little. He's a little out there. Yeah. He, he's not all in one place. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> there are. There Maybe are, it's just years of playing bad music. No, come yeah. on. They're, they're <laughs> great. It takes its toll on your body. Oh, they rocked it. They were so good. Yeah. I think they did a. He used to shroom while doing the show quite often. Yeah. So I think he's definitely done a lot of. There's been a lot of drugs in that band. That's cool. And it all. They all now just live on his face, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Like uh, barnacles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Jim Morrison did it right. He went out when he still looked good. Right. Yeah. I think that's what I should do. Yeah. So you'll. Am I too late? So you're going to go back yeah. in time. <laughs> well, you're not too late if you want to. <laughs> no, that ship has sailed. No, Don't lie late. to him. You could know. You'll forever be 39. In right. Head. 36. <laughs> <laughs> no, but physically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So 48. Well, anyway, it was. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was a good show. And now, yeah. I, and now I know what it's like to be starstruck. <laughs> Did Chris Robinson go, hey, it's good to meet a, f- a fan the same age as me? <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much just turned around and walked away. Yeah. That's what he actually did. Did you look at his ass when he left? I tried, but yeah. he was wearing a long coat. What a dick. Yeah. Just to make you uh, further feel worse, uh, mm, went yeah. down to uh, Adam Carolla's studio on Wednesday night. Hung out there, and uh, I was cool as a cucumber. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you've met him several times. That's true. I'm a big fan of, of Mike Rowe, for too. example. Yeah. Like, I really like Mike Rowe. He's a, good, he's a great uh, broadcaster, in my opinion. And I got to meet him once. I thought I'd be starstruck. That was no big deal. We just hung out. He's very... Talked well, about beer. Well, he's the everyman. He's like a dude's dude. Yeah. 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 So that didn't bother me. And I didn't think... I'm a big fan of the Black Crows, but I'm not like... I'm not like some Uber fan, so I really didn't think I would... But it just happens. You, I, a vagina grows at, in some part of your body, and you start to speak from it when you get starstruck. That's, <laughs> that's my interpretation of how it feels. Oh, that's a good interpretation. <laughs> right. All right. We got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. They brought you this show and every session that we do. Uh, you can go over to morebeer.com right now and check them out. Lots of sales going on for the holidays, I'm sure. You can probably get some good brew gear over there. Just go to morebeer.com, check them out. Uh, Triple Voodoo Brewing Company is back in the studio with us today. Um, we've got their new brewer, Phil, in here, and Greg's here. You might remember we had Greg on uh, not too long ago, and uh, they now have uh, their own brewery in San Francisco. We're going to learn all about the trials and tribulations of building a brewery in San Francisco. I'm sure there was little to no red tape involved nah. in trying to get something built in a city like San Francisco. Um, so we'll learn about that, and we'll find out about the beers. we got a whole keg of Triple Voodoo on tap. Nice. Which I feel like I probably should have started in on a couple of hours ago so that I f- don't feel like this now. So what <laughs> what strength is the beer that you brought us today, Greg? So I, it's eight, they said? Eight percent. So a couple glasses. I'll be tuned up, right? I'll be in good shape. Tuned up, ready to go. Tuned up and ready to go. Is, so that, tar- is that your remedy? See, you do like the Black Crows. Well, you know, only about as twice as hard as you do. <laughs> they sang all my favorites except no, for twice as hard. I have no idea what either one of the, like, I'm assuming you're saying songs Is names? this conversation nope. a thorn in your pride, Bevo? No, they played that too. <laughs> nothing. Um, I got Mr. nothing Robinson, for you. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you. You played all of my favorites tonight, and 
I, 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 swear, I do wish you had played twice as hard, but that's okay. I understand you can run out of time, but maybe next show you can. I'll be there, just so you know. Uh, you won't see me, but I'll be there. You'll hear me, and uh, I'll I'll cheer loud for twice as hard. And anyway, I don't want to bother you, sir. But um, remember that time that you were married to Kate Hudson? I don't want to bother you. Uh, what was that like? I mean, I, can I can I smell your penis, Mister Robinson? I just it won't take long, and I just. You don't even have to whip it out. I'll just just unzip. I'll put my face down there. And anyway, I just you, you, it was really nice to meet you. You should just start talking to him in, in song like in song titles. You know, back uh, when it was a wiser time, uh, you really were like the remedy. And some there were things in my life that were too hard to handle. And my life, I felt at the time was twice as hard as it should be. It's kind of like a cursed diamond. <laughs> I mean, you go faster, you shake your moneymaker, and suddenly there's a conspiracy for title song. Yeah. And you're feeling all right. Uh, anyway, um, I just, you know, you're great. sometimes I, sometimes when I'm home alone, I try to dance on stage like you, like you dance. I'm not as good at it. Can I show you? Can I show you how I do it? This Can is- you walk me through some moves? <laughs> I don't do want to bother that? you. I don't want to bother you, but it's really nice. That, where are you going? Uh, are you going to the bathroom? Hey, I go to the bathroom too. Can we go to the bathroom? I'm such a sissy. How do you get your hair so stringy and your face to look so sallow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Just not 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 working. Um, I, would you like to borrow some of my face cream? I carry it with me all the time, and I just not that you need it, but I wonder if that's why Kate left. I don't know. I'm just saying. But it was really nice to meet you. And should I let go of your hand now or? <laughs> Um, can we keep sh- I don't know what the I'm not sure what the protocol What's is What's the protocol um, Anyway um, Yeah I, it, Should I mention that I have a hard on To you now Never mind um, It was nice to meet you Can we hug And then I tried to hug him And he's like No it's cool bro <laughs> Bro Yeah uh, Back up bro Alright few announcements for you Other than that I'm a pussy Uh <laughs> Uh, you may have heard that the Brewing Network is opening a tap room called the Hop Grenade. The Hop Grenade Tap Room and Bottle Shop will be opening hopefully in April. Uh, we got the keys to the building just last Monday. We announced it on the show, of course, last Sunday. Got the keys the next day, and we will be hard at work uh, making the ultimate BN experience in the Hop Grenade Tap Room. We're moving the studio to there. So you might remember I announced last week that December will be our last Sunday shows. Doc, you, you didn't get the memo, but uh, the shows will now be on Mondays after next week yeah i heard it through the grapevine you did are you playing angry birds no are you I'm texting, texting. I'm angry text are you sexting no you're angry texting i can't type fast enough <laughs> i see uh, <laughs> anyway uh you can go over to hopgrenade.com i like it slow and as we have updates on the place we'll be putting them up on on that right now it's just kind of a landing page but uh uh, the more we know, the more you will know. But get ready for April. We're going to rock that place. It's in Toto Santos, right in downtown Concord, right where we have our winter beer festival. You, you know that uh, some people still think that uh, we're kidding or we're trying to fool them because we announced April as the possible opening month? People uh, think it's like an April Fool's gag. It could be. I mean... Well, we'll see. It's, it's a long a, way to run for a joke. It's a pretty expensive one, too. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I think this is real. It is unless unless you've been fucking with me all this time, Scott. I think it's real. Have you been fucking with me? <laughs> I mean, we did get the keys to the space. I was there for that. Yeah, but I didn't test it on the door. For all I know, it's a dummy key. Mm, good call. Don't keys have teeth? <laughs> We're putting it in right next to EJ Fair. Uh, the question. As soon as I say that, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, uh, well, that's huh? Hmm. Right next to EJ, huh? What? Well, that's interesting." Our very own Terrence the Black was like so. Why? Yeah. 
Because it's a great idea, that's why. Ale Industries is putting in a place two blocks away, and then EJ Fair is a full brew pub. We, we're not going to do like a full kitchen or anything. It's going to be like snacks and beer. We're going to be really you know, focused on beer, and um, we're just making a little beer mecca in downtown Concord. I mean, yeah. how about that, Tasty? You live in Concord for so long, and now all of a sudden we're turning it into a beer mecca for you. No, there's a couple of stops I can make in the same, you know, See? drive. Yeah, or, we're doing all this for you, Tasty. It's really close to Barton. Well, there's people, other people in the area that will be able to take advantage of it, too. Right. It's yeah, it's only like three blocks. Wait, from I Barton. can go also. <clears throat> yes. No, no. Let's not get crazy. Oh, but he said other people in the area. He meant like normal people. Like he Scott. Meant, he meant like people. No, yeah. he meant chicks, not me. <laughs> That's true. Probably didn't mean Scott so either. You, so you can't go either. No. No. Well, what well, the fuck are we gonna do? There aren't that many craft beer drinkers in the valley. I mean, I, God, where are they drinking if they're drinking it? Right. Suddenly, this Our is a, a poor. We, we'd be there drinking it with them, right? Right. So we got to make some drinkers. Is what you got to do at the pub. which we will. And yes. because Bart's there, we'll be we'll be bringing people. There out. you go. Well, who now? Okay, so. who's Bart? Can Bart go? Bart can go, but we Scott and I can't. Correct. I hate this. You're bit. getting it right now. All right, our Winter Bruce Festival Saturday, January 25th. Are you guys? Is Triple Voodoo going to pour at our fest? If you haven't got the invite yet, it was just a, a mistake. You're going to be there. Yeah, they're not excellent. Here. Triple Voodoo will be there, plus uh, more than 30 other breweries from the Bay Area and beyond. Moonlight Meadery is going to be there. That's kind of cool. Yep, yeah, stoked. It'll be our first time having mead at our festival. Hmm. And uh, that's Saturday, January 25th. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to bnbrewfest.com. And the deal is if you buy uh, between now and Christmas Eve, we pick up all the fees. So it's a $35 ticket. That's it. 35 bucks out of your pocket. No extra credit card processing fees. We're going to cover all that until uh, December 24th. After that, tickets are 35 bucks plus fees. And then if you still continue to wait like a bozo, you will pay $45 at the door. Um, also, we're only giving commemorative glasses to the first 1,500 people. Everybody after that, after that is getting... Um, remember that summer fest that we did? Oh, yeah. yeah that was a, are we doing that one again now? Oh, what is that a, what you're announcing? What a success that was. <laughs> so of the 3,000 glasses that are left over sitting downstairs, uh, if you're not one of the first 1,500 ticket buyers, you're getting a, a commemorative summer fest glass, which is sort of a collector's item if you think about it. Right. Well, in order for it to be a collector's item, there has to be people who don't have them that want them. <laughs> I have a case at home. <laughs> I think everybody has a case at home. Everybody in the Bay Area has a case at home, and I still have 2,000 glasses downstairs. What a fiasco that was. The city told me, they're like, so at this thing, like, we do this summer thing. We've never really done beer, but just without the beer, we bring out, like, 3,000 people. I was like, okay, well, this sounds great. Then we'll do beer, and if you're bringing 3,000, I'll be conservative. We'll we'll probably bring another 1,000. So 4,000 glasses. We had, like, 500 people show up. Like that's stupid. It was on Father's Day. It was on Father's yeah. Day. That was probably the mistake. I just thought, the thing that sucks about Father's Day is, as a father, you don't really get to do what you want to do. You have to do whatever your shitty wife wants you to do. That's yeah. not nice. Which is the same thing on that's Mother's true. Day. <clears throat> right. That's yeah. true. And, and every other. And every, yeah, yeah Valentine's you Day. You name the day, and it's what she wants to do. You never really get to do what you want to do. It's Except not like you get to go out drinking with your bros. Right. Anyway, first 1,500 people get a commemorative glass. BNBrewFest.com. Forest Day is going to play. So is Lucas, Ohio. So it's going to be a, a great day of beer and food and other things like that. Uh, if you want to be our home brewer of the week, send an email to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can be home brewer of the week. There's not a whole lot of criteria, I think. I think if you're a home brewer and there's a week, you could be it. Of that. If we if those two things come together, yeah. you could be the home brewer of the week. Your middle name could be of the. We've got one uh, today, as a matter of fact, another yeah. home brewer of the week. We do. I've gotten several uh, replies of people just being like, I want to be homebrewer of the week, which is fantastic, but try and send me a little info. Then there's no information. Would you please? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Right. I brew. I homebrewer. Yay. 
It's my, a week. My week, yes, no. Uh, all right, so send it over to scottthebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, new shows are, are coming up every week on the BN. Dr. Homebrew, Brew Strong, Brewing with Style. Uh, it's all current. Just go check it out. You can subscribe to all of those podcasts, too, if you want to use iTunes or whatever else. Do your Christmas shopping on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. Everything else functions like it normally would, but we get a little piece of the action. It's a great way to support us. You don't have to spend any money that you weren't going to spend already. And uh, it's it's holiday season, so shop on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. Do we have an Amazon product of the week? Yes, and it's apropos of uh, your meeting your uh, rock idol with the uh, uh, pockmarked face. Uh, it which wasn't pockmarked. It was very wrinkled. Let's not be disrespectful. Oh, okay. You met Castro? I did not know. Yeah. Uh, the product is Dr. Dennis Gross Skin Care Alpha Beta Daily Face Peel Extra oh. Strength. It's a 30-pack of cotton swabs that have an extra-strength version of Alpha Beta Daily Face Peel soaked into cotton towelettes. What is face peel? <laughs> Something that you shouldn't do on your own and you should really see a skin care specialist for. If you need it? What yes. is it meant to do? Just it basically burns the top layer of your skin off and then it peels off. Oh, dear. Yeah, it says the benefits... <laughs> oh, oh it, it diminishes the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, visibly reduces pores and treats breakouts. I need that. By taking your skin off. You're right. Yeah. It's very expensive, too. This is You're talking uh, over $80 for one of these packs, so you're, you're looking at about 3 bucks a cotton swab. Maybe I need that. <laughs> no, you don't. I, the reason Sweetie, why- you need so much more. <laughs> The whole reason I think I, my liver needs it. The whole reason I included this is so uh, I could tell people to stop using this crap, please. I right. watch my girlfriend every day. She's applying this and unapplying that and stripping this and applying that. Knock it off. But she looks great. Maybe it's working. What if she, she stops? What if she turn? What if she stops and then one day you roll over and it's JP? Like she looks like JP. No offense, JP. No, oh, no, no, hey, none taken. You're saying that's a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. You roll over one day and she has a beard. She's, that's the that's the awkward conversation to have with your girlfriend. Is like, okay, we've been dating for X amount of months or years, and the bleaching isn't working anymore, yeah. sweetheart. It's time to tell you that you're putting on too much makeup. Oh, I, like, thought, you meant, I thought you were talking about beards. No, well, that too, but uh, but you know, there, have there, you had that conversation? Yes, you have. Yes, <laughs> I've so, never. So have I. It's like you it's, really it's yes. too much. You're really? you're using too much because they want to try to be real. So you're trying for to you. change her. I am trying to change her. Yeah, I'm molding her into a little mini me. No, we're not trying to change them. We're trying. They are trying to change themselves, and we are trying to talk them out of it. But that's how they were when you met them, and now you're like, so I put up with it for a while, and now I don't like that you do that anymore. Yeah, I don't want to date a clown. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you started to date a clown. <laughs> he just called you no, girlfriend a clown because bro. she was willing to date me. Let's be honest. <laughs> I see. But now I know I got her locked in. Do whatever I want. <laughs> do you have the weight talk also? No, no. You no. just go. Just I like that you have a line. I have a You're line. like no. Let's. That's well, we, we we agreed. Like no fatter than we are. Like like none of <laughs> us can gain weight. <laughs> so do you guys check every week? Do you have a scale by the front door? No, it's one of those things where you just kind of um, brewers code. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm hugging you, and I did notice an extra roll, and yeah. I thought we agreed that the <laughs> amount of rolls that you have are where we're stopping. Yeah, and I'm like, look, I'll, I'll stop drinking beer. It's fine. I'll run in place half the day. Will you? Yeah. I'll do wind sprints up and down the hallway will you stop drinking beer if if i do if your weight becomes a problem will you stop drinking i have beer? i did and then and then um as the not stop entirely but i've i, I, I don't cut mean like back for the afternoon a lot no no like you know i would go days without having a beer oh. and i lost like three or four pounds and then the winter came and it's back okay. i found it all <laughs> there it is it's with my socks from the dryer all right yeah thanks for uh getting that and have fun peeling your face off all yeah. right you can uh like that movie you can listen to this on our Android and iPhone app. Just search BN Mobile. It's free, and you can listen to live shows on the go. Watch all this live over at um, 
brewingnetwork.com slash TV. That's our live stream deal. Is it working? Yeah. Uh, did you listen to it? Yeah. And it sounds good? Yeah. I have my headphones in and everything. We started posting photos of our guests and our homebrewers of the week and things like that on our live stream page, too. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to know what Greg and Phil look like from, from Triple Voodoo, you'll be able to go over to the live stream page later, and, and there's photos there. Yeah, but, get ready to be disappointed that uh, that uh, Greg uh, exchanged his good-looking wife for uh, his brewer, yeah, his dude brewer. He Thanks did, a lot. He did apologize to me when he got here that she didn't come along, and he's like, and here's Phil. <laughs> so that was that's, that's kind of cool. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So check it over. Just go to com slash TV. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, put you in the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway for a chance to win 100 bucks. All these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> uh, send show ideas over to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. And take this seriously, folks. You really should send show ideas over to Scott. And show ideas don't just have to be like, a lot of times what we get is, there's a brew pub around the corner for me. I, I really like them. You should have them on the show. And, and that's nice. Like sometimes that works into being a good story, but, but not always. Let's face it. Not every brewer is all that interesting. Um, but what you should do is send like actual ideas, topics you'd like us to cover. Right. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Belgian beers tonight, for example, with our guest. Um, but you know, we can even revisit old topics if you want us to get a new take, bring in a new expert. We're happy to do that. If you think about it, we've been doing this for over eight years. And as you can imagine, um, you start to feel like you've covered everything. So if you guys have uh, show ideas, please send them over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Are we like a lady in menopause? We're just starting to dry up? We're starting to dry up a little. I don't feel like we're drying up. I just feel like people complain, like, oh, it's another this show. Well, then tell us what you want to hear. We're happy to do it. We're, we're your bitches. You can tell us whatever you want us to do. We will do it. On the other hand, it's a lot easier to complain than it is to be constructive. That's true. Just ask our listeners. Right. You know. Why do I always insult our listeners? I feel like we shouldn't do that as much. Because <laughs> none of them are really listening to this segment anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Uh, send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do. Sorry. All right. Twitter is Our Twitter game is brought to you today by our good friends over at Adventures in Homebrewing, another great homebrew shop and supporter of thebrewingnetwork.com. You can go to homebrewing.org and check it out. They've got a great website, and there's a nice picture of uh, Tasty on the uh, – oh, that's Santa. Sorry. <laughs> on uh, on the on their homepage right Easily now. confused. Adventures in Homebrewing. Go to homebrewing.org. What's our Twitter game? Well, as you may or may not know, if you don't live in California or the Bay Area, we are in for a cold snap. It's been really, really cold here. A lot of people are in panic mode. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to how to take care of everything. Uh, people are covering their plants because they might die, and it's, it's just very, very crazy. Black ice everywhere. There's wow. warnings all over the world. Um, so it's uh, in the Bay Area. It's been get get this right. Yeah. 34 degrees at night. Freezing. 34 degrees, dude. Almost freezing. What are we going to do, right? It's, it's crazy. So how are we going to stay warm in this really, really frigid climate? How, how, how can we? Please give us some advice because I'm all out of blankets. That's the question? That's the question. How are we? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, I don't judge you. You don't judge me. This is me <laughs> making magic right that now. That was real judgy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like... Okay. What if the answer's like... Put on a jacket. <laughs> We've already gotten five interactions. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, that's our Twitter game brought to you by JP. Yeah. By JP's brain. <laughs> Dysfunctional <laughs> and cold. All right, should we do... What do you think, Doc? Should we do feedback here in the first segment? Uh, let me think about it. 
Yeah. All right. Let's do feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American craft beer. You can go over to craftbeer.com and, and check them out. There's a lot of information. They have a style finder. It's a great place to send your, your friends who are just learning about beer because there's tons of information. Uh, they can find breweries there, learn more about beer, food. Uh, there's there's beer blogs. There's, there's just about everything. Craftbeer.com. Go check it out. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, Matthew writes in, Hi, Brewcasters. Hi, Matthew. I feel compelled to write you some feedback, given you literally made me wake up with the Brewcaster Challenge with Jay-Z and Scott. Uh, I've never brewed extract as such, only a couple of can and kilo kits to start with that came with the fermenter I may or may not have bought to make wash for moonshine. Uh, But the last Brewcaster (laughs) Challenge inspired me, and I thought to myself, Hmm, extract brewing. Why the fuck not? So I found my product uh, uh, key for Beersmith and reinstalled it and bought a copy of Brewing Classic Styles. I'm happy to say I hit all my numbers on the pale ale and it tastes freaking fantastic. What the fuck was I drinking uh, commercial shit for? Uh, I'm not an extract convert, but I do because I plan to have a full all grain rig. in the new year. But thanks to you, I now have a pair of good beers on tap for Christmas. Thank you, Matthew. That's great. That's a heartwarming holiday story. I th- it is I a heartwarming like. holiday story. Extract Brewing is simple and tasty, and you should do it. Right, Tasty? That's correct. All right. Uh, let's see. Almost foolproof. Huh. Almost. <laughs> I hit my numbers. Yeah, that's what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't mash. Yeah. Yeah. When I don't mash is what I should say. All right, Austin writes in, Hello, BN crew. Hi, Austin. And Sam. I'm trying to figure out the point of the Homebrewer of the Week segment. (laughs) The free cycle guy was kind of cool, just because he had to wait a long time to scrap it all together. But that guy last week, what the hell? I mean, nothing against the guy, but he was Homebrewer of the Week just because he spent money and has an expensive brew system and lives in the desert? If that's all the credentials needed to become Homebrewer of the Week, then I nominate Justin for Homebrewer of the Week because he has a cool, expensive, used-by-a-famous-person brew system, and he didn't have to pay for it, making him some fairy hybrid between rich desert guy and broke free cycle boy. I'm just looking for some clarification as to what makes a Homebrewer of the Week a Homebrewer of the Week. I understand it's a new segment and all. I'm just looking for a little input. Thanks for all you've done for Homebrewing Community, blah, 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 blah. And watch out for Shithawks Boys. What does fucking, that mean? Fucking shithawks, dude. What is the shithawk? They'll get you. It's from Trailer Park Boys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I don't understand why somebody would complain about homebrewer of the week. It, there's nothing to it. We're just we're learning about a homebrewer. We're just spotlighting some homebrewer. You don't have to have accomplished anything. We just think it's fun to learn about how people brew and what their system is like. It's not some, I don't know, you don't have to like win an award to become homebrewer of the week. I feel like it's self-explanatory. Well, Isn't it? Is it not fun to learn about other homebrewers? Tasty. I, Help me out. Absolutely. This is a homebrewing show. We should, uh, yeah, get some on. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for fun. I enjoy it. The AHA has a uh, homebrewer of the week uh, on their webpage. You fire off an angry letter to them. Dear AHA, <laughs> why do you do this? Fuck you. Yeah. Why do you make me learn about things and things? Anyway, to answer your question, Austin, uh, there's no real criteria. If you have an interesting story or just something for us to talk about that other homebrewers might find interesting, you too can be Homebrewer of the Week. All right. Um, So here's an interesting one about us being chauvinists. You know, I was asking people last week why we think we don't have many 
women listeners. And I thought my answer was because it's that we're assholes. And so this listener wanted to address the question as well. He starts by saying Sugar Valley's Brewers songs are getting creepier and creepier. Amen. Actually kind of (laughs) uncomfortable to listen to. No shit. You, did you really take the time to write that to me? Of course they're creepy and uncomfortable to listen to. That's why we play them. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, It seems like it's time for a woman to be a brewcaster. It's about time. Or maybe for a brewcaster to become a woman, Jay. <laughs> why can't Susie or Nicole be brewcasters instead of being cast in receptionist-type roles? Reception. I find that offensive. You're First right. of all. Wait, no, you don't understand. He's sticking up for your rights. Don't you appreciate that? Right. Yeah. First of all, we like to have reception. They could they are brewcasters. I don't know. Uh, not everybody wants to sit here for 4 hours a week working for nothing. Right. Is is the main answer that we don't have one of them as a brewcaster. They have fucking jobs. But I would totally be fine with somebody like Nicole or Susie being a regular sit down on the show. They don't just have. By the way, Nicole has never come in and answered the phones for us. Um, she's been uh, a highlight of many shows. Yeah, she's a guest. So she doesn't want to be a broadcaster. She doesn't want to be a phone screener. Right. Fine. Leave her alone. So I don't accept your premise. To start, let me read on. You guys were talking about female listeners last week. How maybe not too many ladies listen. I wonder if this might have anything to do with your increasingly evident hostility toward female academics, like the blogger who complained about going down easy, or committees with feminist politics, like the Canadian group you mocked last week. I agree that these particular instances are pretty dumb, but you're sounding off a whole reactionary Fox News vibe, which is alienating some of your listeners. Fuck you. That's my answer to that. I'm so bored with this. First of all, you agree that they are that those groups deserve to be mocked because they're fucking retarded. It has right. nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It's that they're stupid. And stupid people deserve to be mocked. Ask JP. Yeah, stupid people deserve to be mocked. <laughs> uh, absolutely, they do. Anyway. First uh, of all, uh, you, uh, hostility to women, to female academics. So everybody else, so all the females who aren't smart, uh, it's okay to be hostile towards. But if they're smart, well, you need to back off because they're academics. I don't remember Eat being hostile toward any female academics, by the way. We're not hostile yeah, to I don't anybody even know what about. specific. We're hostile to men and women. Besides, everybody knows that women aren't that smart. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many female academics can there be for you to get mad at? <laughs> name what is one. That? Name Two. one. Oh, I'm sorry. A female blogger. Oh, let me get my tits out. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Female, oh, because you have a blog, now you're an academic. You can manage WordPress. You can update a theme. Good job. Make right. me some bean dip. <laughs> you're right. I don't understand it either, JP. Oh, what? Well, I was just talking. What do you guys think? He just really wanted some bean dip. <laughs> just, I'm hungry. Person goes on to say, I think you guys are funny, and I've been listening for a while. I understand that political correctness can be fucking stupid. Well, then why are you writing me this email? <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm bored with you. He signs off like this. He, 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 this is how he signs off, as if to ruin the rest of his point. Suck a vag, brewcasters. <laughs> Signed, wild yeasty. Well, that's completely contradictory. <laughs> just, I don't understand people sometimes. Well, he didn't say suck a smart vag because that would be feminist and 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 you know gender biased and degrading and, to smart women. Right. Right. But dumb women are uh, open game. Right. Right. Bevo. Okay. By the way, isn't Bevo a brewcaster? I think so. Why not? Am I? 
I don't make sure. Hell yeah. yes, I am. There you are. Yeah, sir, get it, girl. Get your brewcaster title, girl. But wait, am I smart? No. No. Damn it. I mean, let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like Sam. Sam. It's like saying Sam's handsome. <laughs> and useful. <laughs> and a good it's like saying Sam has a purpose in life. <laughs> Aww. Poor Sam. <laughs> All right, whatever. Very MSNBC. Uh, you had any other defense? Sam went to the Starbucks to get... Uh, a bottle of water for Bebo, and they're like, "Don't you want the free cup?" <laughs> like they wouldn't sell him, but they they were convinced he couldn't afford a bottle of water. They're like, "Oh, the free cups are right over there, sir." And then Sam was like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> All right, Phil writes in. Uh, Last week, my family took a cruise to the Eastern Caribbean, and there was a beer tasting and trivia night on the ship. So I signed up, hoping to learn some info. I'm studying to take the beer servers exam. Um, after that, the Canadian Cicerone exam. I don't. I didn't, there's a Canadian one because is that, that must why? be the most polite test ever. Uh, Do you say please before you start your sentence or after you ask for what you want? And you never say a beer is bad, no matter how bad it is. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize there's a separate. Ex- that's kind of weird. I wonder. Uh, Do they do things differently? I don't. There? I don't know. That's actually a really good question. You we should get Ray, Ray on. Yeah, because I wonder if they have a lot of. I mean, they do a lot of Belgian-style beers, I think, more than... Yeah. I wonder if it's more highly carbonated. I wonder what that's all focused. about. Focused. I don't know. That's uh, stupid. I don't remember all the questions and answers from the trivia night, but I tell you that listening to your show, um, I'm just finishing the first year, helped me to clean up and win. And there was a tiebreaker, and I won that too. So what did I get? A Blue Moon Brewery t-shirt, a Dos Equis lanyard, a Foster's Lager beer sleeve, as well as three or four free drinks from the bartender. This is the luckiest I've ever been. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sad but true. That's not lucky earned, though. <laughs> so I just wanted to say thanks for your show and the info you provided. Helped me with my home brewing, my Cicerone studying, and love for beer in general. Thanks from Phil up in... Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Um, <laughs> what do, what do pe- why do people give a lanyard away? Who's going <laughs> to... What else do you use a lanyard for except at a convention? Here's your lanyard, sir. Can the crews not afford a decent uh, prize? I'm sure they contacted the distributor and they're like, well, we have all these lanyards left over. What are we <laughs> yeah, going to do with them? a box of lanyards. <laughs> so you can uh, hang yourself when, this, when the ship gets stranded. And a Foster's beer cozy. Thanks. How about you just poke out my eye next time I win? Most useful thing to come out of Australia. All right, Scotty B. writes in, After listening to last last week's show, I find myself singing Wacka 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 on her bear behind while at work. It's very catchy, but it might get me into trouble. Your fan, Scotty B. We should play that. Scotty B., you're a creeper. Please don't play it. Sam Sam hasn't heard it yet. No, Sam hasn't heard it. I haven't heard it either. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, good. Doc hasn't heard it either. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Yay. right. Triple Voodoo, guys, do you mind if I take a little time out of our day to play a creepy song it's from a listener? awful. He doesn't mind. I'm turning my it. microphone off. Um, hang on. <laughs> Is that going to prevent you from hearing the... <laughs> I think it's the <laughs> headset. So you won't be able to hear me crying. Turn the headset off. <laughs> I'm going to turn the light off. That is sort cool. of a weird answer. I'm going to hide my head under the cushion <laughs> so you can't see me. I'm going to close my eyes. Um... Let's see. What's it called? A oh, wacka wacka wacka. <laughs> Such a good song. Not to be confused with your other song titled. <laughs> She's a mighty fine one. A pretty and a sweet one. So creepy. We all love the Bebo. No. Highlight of the session show. 
the waka 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 on a bad behind. She provokes me to do it, and it suits me just fine. Waka waka waka, oh I'm not gonna hurt her. Waka waka waka, look at that, she is a squirt. Ah, it gets me every time. It's so creepy. Oh, Sam, Sam give like the, the thumbs up approval. <laughs> He's like, oh, great song. I wish I had written it. It's the worst thing ever. It is It's so creepy. Was that Sam's approval or affirmation? <laughs> I guess it's, yeah. My child is down there listening to that also. She's going to go home singing it. <laughs> yeah, she is. sings it tonight. Waka, 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 on the baby Mommy, what's a squirter? Um, uh, a squirt stop, gun. Stop. Sorry, stop. I had to do it. Here's... <laughs> Here's another uh, another email about Sugar Valley songs. Is it just me, or did Sugar Valley borrow the tune for the dildo mold song from Mary Had a Little Lamb? It's just you. Says, regardless, <laughs> the song is awesome. Uh, my condolences to JP for his loss. Sent from my dildo mold. <laughs> you guys remember that song? No. That's a good one. How do you not remember? JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold, dildo mold, dildo mold. Just went first in the dildo mold, dildo mold, dildo mold. Just said he liked it in the dildo mold, said it felt wet and warm. Next in the dildo mold, dildo mold, Broke the hinges off of the dildo mold. Bet you can guess just why. Then they tried to fix up the dildo mold, dildo mold, dildo mold. Then they tried to fix up the dildo mold with bailing wire and twine. JP Long- anyway. You know he has like a room of pain in his house or something weird. He's also married. Don't you want to meet his wife? Mm-hmm. I do want to meet I'd rather meet his daughter. Yeah, but I don't think he lets her hot. listen to any of these songs. He has a hot daughter? Yeah. How do you know? I'm friends with him on Facebook. You are? Yeah. We hang out. How hot? On a scale of, of uh, 10 being like tasty hot. How hot? Like as, like as hot as tasty? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. then, I mean, she's like a 59. <laughs> yeah. That's setting the bar real. No offense, tasty. <laughs> yeah. tasty. Well, how am I going to take it? Uh, one man Tell judge. Tell me I'm going to take it before you, I, I decide whether I'm offended. Or not. <laughs> right. Have right. one man like, judge another older it? man <laughs> on a scale from. How, how old is his daughter? Uh, I would guess mid 20s. Hmm. I mean, she's. I wouldn't say she's like, like you know, super duper hot. She must be real weird, though, right? She has to, dude. Growing up Midwest and her and Sugar Valley as a father, yeah, she's got to be pretty. Uh, she's a stripper. She's a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Candy to the main stage. Uh, no, sugar. Oh, sugar. Uh, sugar. Uh, Maybe that's why he's called Sugar Valley Brewer because uh, her stripper name is Sugar Valley. It's getting real creepy in here, guys. You need to stop. Oh, right, I get it, Sugar Valley. <laughs> All right. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold, dildo mold. <sighs> I like his songs when they aren't about me. Right. Yeah, well, he, that's like racist. 1%. He's a talented songwriter. I don't care who you are. I don't care what yep. you say. I think he's very talented. All right, we got a lot more to do today. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, the boys from Triple Voodoo Brewing are in the studio. I need a beer is what I need. I'm going to go get me a Triple Voodoo on draft. We'll come back. We'll talk to Greg and Phil. Triple eight four zero one beer, or join Bevo in the chat room. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 
since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Google Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the show, and thanks for hanging out with us. Tasty reminded me that I forgot to remind you about our holiday party next Sunday at Creek Monkey. We're doing it right here in downtown Martinez at our local brew pub, which is Creek Monkey Tap House, right behind the studio here. And we're going to be partying over there with Matt Brinelson. He'll be our guest for the last show of the year from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, of course. He's coming up. We're going to party at Creek Monkey from, what is it, like 2.30 to 4.30. We'll be over there, and you'll be able to purchase food and beer, and I'm probably going to do some appetizers and stuff like that, so we'll get you taken care of. And uh, I would like it if you could RSVP. There's an uh, uh, event page Mm -hmm. over on the Brewing Network Facebook page. And if you can go there and RSVP, it'll help me plan to get some cool stuff for you guys. But we'd love it if you come hang out with us. It's just, you know, nothing special. Just hanging out with us, drinking some beer for a couple of hours. And then you're welcome to come over to the studio afterward and uh, listen to the show from here. It'll be a little cramped downstairs, but um, We have a long hallway. Yeah, we have plenty. You can sit outside in the hallway with the homeless guys, (laughs) you know. Maybe be uh, one of them. We could fit quite a few people down there, I feel like. And then people can rotate in and out of the studio. There's a couch here in the studio. You can all share. We should have a number system. We'll draw, take a number. Yeah. Every number gets five minutes in the studio with us. People will be with Matt Brennelson like I was with Chris Robinson. Those will be standing in the corner staring uh, at the poor uh, guy. Thank you. Uh, oh, Matt, you know, you're pal 31. Uh, this speaks to me. Oh, God. I'm uh, positive you made uh, that recipe for me. Oh, my God. I could, just, I could hear you brewing it right for me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so come hang out with us. That's next Sunday. I believe the date is the 22nd. We'll be at Creek Monkey Tap House at 2.30. Uh, come chill. Have a good time. And, and it's our last show of the year. And we're taking a couple of weeks off where we'll go do whatever it is that we do when we're not here, which really isn't much, I'll be honest with you. I think we just, well, we'd like to talk on the phone a lot to each other. That happens. We conference call and um, I'm pretty sure Tasty's feelings. the only one with anything else to do with mm. his life when he's not here. <laughs> Yeah. Did you go up to Russian River this weekend? I did. Yeah, I went there yesterday for the uh, beatification release. Nice. Yeah. I bet it was a zoo. It is a zoo. Yeah. But I would have liked I go to. in the back door. So. Nice. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Past the zoo. <laughs> We're, wasn't going to get away with that one, was uh, it? Uh. Um, all right. So how much beatification did you get? 
two cases. Two cases. Is there is there a limit? They must limit what people can buy, uh, right? One case. One case. Got it. So you just went in twice. No. Just... Hi, today. I, this is Mike. Weren't you just here? No, that was tasty. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they're eighteen dollars a bottle. I mean, you know, you have to get a loan if you want to get too many for the little bottle, right? Yeah, for the three seventy four. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> I yeah, love that beer. I just drank year. my last one. I think the, either you or Scott, uh, both of you gave me a bottle last year, and I don't know. Anyway, $18 for, what are they, the 350 mil, right? 375, 375 I think, yeah. yeah. It's insane. Greg, help me understand this. I understand, that, and I, this is nothing against Vinny. I get it, I, but help me understand this. The, uh, the beer sits around all year, so I understand it takes up barrel space and everything else. But $18 a bottle? Is that insane? Am I the one who's insane thinking that that's insane, Greg? Help me out. Well, I don't know. I mean, it really depends. I mean, there's some people who are just, you know, so into a beer that they'll pay that much money for it, and then they'll sell it and they'll keep it. It's like a fine ball of wine. Right. See, and the thing is, even though I'm complaining about it, I'm that guy. I will happily pay it, but I still think it's crazy. Yeah. But I would buy a case of that stuff at $18 a bottle. What I don't understand. I think I'm, in, I'm nuts. I wouldn't do it. Because remember the 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 seven fifties of Cantillon are sixteen bucks when you back when you could get it right, but that's a world class sour beer. That's the best sour so beer. So is beatification. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll but put but that you, next to Cantillon any day. But not at three fifty. Not at three seventy five. You're insane. Get out of here. No. You enjoy it. I'll I'll remember when I had it a couple times at at like <laughs> right. six dollars a bottle, and that's fine. The thing is, I'll forget all about this rant once I pour it in my glass and taste how awesome it is, and then yeah. I'll go, oh, eighteen bucks. I'll give you twenty. Fuck it. Yeah, it's good. It costs more than Westy. Oh, yeah, it yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Get the big ego on that Vinny. He's like, oh, well, 16 West Vletterin, I'll charge more. Yeah, you exactly. find your target audience and you, you get the milking machine out, and there you go. Right. Yeah, yeah he had a thousand cases that, uh, you do wow. the math, it was like you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Ta- in, you know, Why sale. isn't he driving around in a Porsche? I don't understand. Where does all his money go? He's paying off the investors, he says, most of the time. No, he's not. He has pillowcases full of money, <laughs> I'm sure of it. Is a mattress full of cash. I can't wait to have. See, Greg, next time you come on the show, we're gonna ha- we're gonna be in a bar. People are gonna be able to come hang out and taste your beer on tap while doing the show. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Guys like Vinny, he'll come down. We'll get the beer on tap. Apparently, that's the only way you can get beer on tap <laughs> from Vinny is if you invite him out. Um, I'm excited about that. So Greg Kitchen and Phil Meeker are in the studio with us. Uh, Greg is the owner and founder of Triple Voodoo, who you'll remember was on the program last time. And his brewer, uh, Phil, is in the studio this time around. Yeah, pull that. You can pull Hi, that yes, microphone sir. away from Doc. That's yours for the next. Uh, he'll grab it back when he has important things to say. All right. uh, now, Phil, you uh, were the assistant brewer at Iron Springs for yep. a while. For six and a half years. Great six and a half years, absolutely. So, uh, Christian Kasikoff mm-hmm. is the head brewer there. Yep. And we've known him since he was brewing at, at Triple Rock. Yeah. Really, he's a good dude. He's the best dude. Yeah. Absolutely. So, working for him, you must have got to, to learn a lot, because he's I, also a really good brewer. He's an excellent brewer, um, very um, detail-oriented. It was, it was awesome working with Christian. Uh, uh, he... He's very uh, uh, big brother type of character nice. in my brewing career, absolutely. Yeah. Had you brewed professionally before working with Christian? I had. Okay. I had. Um, I actually um, trained Christian on the on the system. Okay. As a, you know, he came on about a year or two after I had been there, so we sort of just kind of went through it. He had his own um, ways to 
streamline the system, which was awesome. I mean, it was it's it's absolutely his system, but we kind of went through it. Okay, how many barrels is that system? I ten barrels. It's ten. Ten barrels. And uh, we're going to talk all about the new brewery at Triple Voodoo. But how big is that new system? Also ten. Okay. Oh, great. So you've got you're dialed in right there. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Do you at at and we'll talk I know you guys are just getting started with the with the system at Triple Voodoo yeah, but indeed. just as a point of reference how many times a week does Iron Springs have to brew on a on a system that size It's 3 to 4 on a good week on a good week okay. but it's probably like two and a half. I see yeah okay but during the busy summer months it's Absolutely. probably a lot more brewing I mean I I know there's been a 5 day we we did one double brew while I was there which was like an insane just okay. kind of getting everything back up to speed we had we went through an expansion and then we just had to fill those tanks as, as quickly as it possibly could yeah okay and um but yeah a, a brew day is a full a one brew is a full eight hour day there. is it it's, it's it's not a it's a two vessel labor intensive um specific mechanical system which has been awesome to work on okay it's just not fast got it yeah and i assume you have a three vessel system in your in the triple voodoo brewery two as well too also, well. yeah. So you'll also have some long brew days, yeah, which is which is great. I mean, when it's when it's small artisan batches and, and it's all nothing automated, it's all about kind of having your hand doing everything slowly, doing it right the first time, the whole right. time, which has been. Do you really feel that way? Are you saying that because no, not uh, at all. I totally because feel Greg's that way. staring at you. No, not at all. I I I, I believe in hour long mashes and ninety minute boils. I mean, that's just my okay. personal. Preference. That's homebrewing. I mean, where you're really kind of getting your hands dirty there. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think one of the cool things, too, I want to add is we had our system custom designed for us. So, you did. Phil had like a lot of input into what he wanted into the system, sizing the mash tun, sizing the boil kettle. So, it's it's really dialed in for what we want to do. So, are there not, I I can understand the advantages of that uh, because you get to design exactly the system Mm -hmm. that you want. But from a cost perspective, are there not a lot of used systems out there that you could pick up and make it work for you? Not well. We looked in the used market, and there wasn't a lot of stuff out there. Believe it or not, really, because everybody's starting up breweries. And okay, a lot of the used equipment is pretty pricey because the lead times on new equipment it's like six months in a lot of cases. Interesting, but you know, I think there is when we start talking about building the brewery. I mean, there's some things we wanted to do right in the brew house and the fermenters and everything was one of the things. So we wanted to go with something that's going to work for the style of beers that we do. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that a little bit before about trying to find used equipment and that it's just getting, I mean, so many so many breweries are starting up, exactly. you know. Faction Brewing Company, who's our friend Roger, just opened up down there. Excellent beer, by the way. He got uh, Captain Lawrence's old brew system, but he picked, he scooped that up like long before Faction yeah. even opened. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, but I, in talking to him, I guess, you know, stuff might show up on the market one day and it's literally gone the next, right, in the in the. 30 seconds and stuff wow. like that, yeah. Just everyone's doing it. Okay. So why this manufacturer in particular that made your system? What are they called that, that did it? Uh, so we went with Portland Kettle Works. Okay. So they're out of, obviously, out of Portland, Oregon. Um, we looked at a bunch of different systems, and I wanted to get something that was quality, that was U.S. made, um, that was made to our specifications. And the thing I looked at with them is customer service. Okay. So they had a really good track record for customer service and a really good track record for um you know, building systems for other breweries and building smaller systems, which is what we're going for. Okay. So, you know, we looked at people who did a lot of 30-barrel systems and bigger systems, and we just thought that Portland Kettleworks had dialed in kind of the smaller systems from the 3 to 15-barrel range. Okay. 
I hear a lot of horror stories. Tasty, you go, you visit more breweries than I do, so you you might be aware of this too. But sometimes I'll go into places and a lot of problems with brew systems, a lot of problems with welds, a lot of problems with just how they're put together. Even some of the, I'm not going to name any, but some of the big name, you know, manufacturers. And I've, I have met quite a few brewers who are unhappy with some of their equipment because of how it functions. It seems that it shouldn't be too hard to do anymore. It's welding stainless steel. It's a, it's a basic manufacturing job. Right. The engineering is part of it, too. A lot of times they're like not designed correctly. They're, I see. Everything that there is working is just like things are put in the wrong place or the, in, the imports at the wrong uh, height in the vessel. I see. That kind of stuff. So maybe part of the problem is when the engineers of certain systems weren't brewers or, yeah. or didn't really know. They, ju- they know how to weld and manufacture vessels but not where you might need the ports and things right. like they know, that. They yeah. know stainless steel welding. They know you know manufacturing equipment. They just don't know brewing that one. Right. Well, it's also, I mean, you can get all these custom, but if you go, oh, I just want this tank, but you don't know where you're going to put it necessarily. Okay. And then you have to overcome some engineering issues with, with your space, or you're going to a place, say, in China, who they go, oh, yeah, we make, we make fermenters. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, well, I'll take a fermenter. And their welds are terrible because they don't understand your your needs for it. I see. So I think there's a lot of people coming into the market that don't fully understand how to pro- how to make this okay. to what a brewery actually needs. Like, no, I need this, like, smooth and, and you know, right. actually usable. Okay. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Okay. And how do you... Now, you say they, they had a great reputation with, with customer service, but... How else do you do you choose a system? Like, there's not a showroom that you go into and look at brewing equipment, right? No, I mean, you know, one of the things, like I said, that we looked at was, you know, we went and did um, talk to a lot of their customers and see, you know, what their experience was with the system. Okay. And so when I refer to customer service, one thing I did is I called a bunch of people and I said, okay, so tell me the good things and the bad things. Yeah. And, you know, there's always bad things. And so they said this was these were the bad things about the system. This is what we didn't like when they first came in. And immediately when I said to Portland Kettle Works, I said, hey, you know, I just called this customer and talked to them. They said, oh, yeah, that was the customer where we had to do this, 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 and this. And they said exactly the same things that they did. And they said, this is how we fix them on our system. Okay. So, um, you know, it's it's really hard. I mean, you can choose. To me, it was choosing about, you know, by reputation. Yeah. Um, another factor is lead time. There's a lot of really reputable manufacturers who make a lot of systems, for example, for people down in San Diego that we just couldn't get the gear in time. Okay. So it's it's a challenge. What was the lead time on your system here? You uh, I want to say it was like four months, maybe. Okay. That doesn't seem too bad when you think about the amount of work that has to be done. That doesn't seem too bad. No, it wasn't at all. I mean, we had two basically semi-truckloads of equipment show up. So Got it. So we had two, six bright tanks, three fermenters, and a brew house, and a separate hot liquor tank. So Okay. Each fermenter, I assume, is a 10-barrel fermenter then, or are they bigger than that? We have one twenty barrel fermenter. If we're going to double up on some stuff, but everything's okay. oversized. I mean, our we say it's a ten barrel brew house, but it's like seventeen barrel capacity in the kettle. I mean, okay, it's just, everything's huge. Our our mash tun is like twenty barrel size, which you need if stuff. you're going to do higher gravities exactly. and stuff, right? That was, the, that was one of the major things that I wanted to kind of let them know is that we'd we'd be do, we'd be putting a thousand pounds in a mash tun, and 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 have to not really flinch about it. You know, a lot of the times you're going to have sort of undersized mash tons or they'll find a sweet spot that's like 16 play-doh but we're like we wanted you know minimum 22 play-doh wow if i mean not as a sweet spot but to be able to put that in there easily maximum okay yeah Yeah. and i think that was one of the advantages for us brewing on different people's systems when we were kind of gypsy brewing is we could see 
the advantages and disadvantages of every system. And, you know, we ran into the match ton issue quite a bit. Okay. Where, you know, the match ton was undersized. We had to, you know, compensate for that. So I think it kind of let us go back and, you know, say, oh, we need to make sure we have this in the design of the system okay. to be able exactly. to do what we need to do. So. Do you mind if I asked for kind of a, a ballpark figure of what it costs to get a custom-made, brand-new 10-barrel system? Because we hear from startups about how insanely expensive it is to start up a brewery. Um, could you mind giving me a ballpark about that just for our listeners? Sure. I mean, I don't have exact numbers, but, I mean, it was on the order of, you know, under it was under two hundred thousand. Okay, the entire system, brights and fermenters and everything, and you, you can kind of spend what you, you know, you can spend any amount of money on a system. Like yeah. you can get a lot of systems which are really budget and, and you know economy systems. But I, I think you kind of got to look at where you want to put your money. Yeah, you know, we, we're definitely skimping on things like, for example, um, maybe some aesthetics in the tap room versus you know not having a correct brewing system, not having the proper floors skimping on a glycol system. So, um, you know, I would just say anybody starting up, you really got to think about where you want to spend your money and what kind of issues you want to be dealing with. Right. Do you want to deal with a cheaper system? Yeah. You kind of get what you pay for. So, And does that ballpark figure include things like a glycol system for the fermenters and keeping every, or is that now there's an extra cost? No, it's, it's like, um, how do I describe it? It's like, if you're going to go remodel your house, you know, you can get a kitchen done for five thousand dollars. You yeah. can spend three hundred thousand. You know, hundred thousand dollars on a kitchen. It's like, okay, so what kind of countertops do you want? What kind of Got cabinets it. do you want? So, um, the glycol is a whole nother <laughs> yeah ballpark we're dealing I, with right now. I, I have very little experience with that, but I do. I was around Jamil a little bit when he was building the new Heretic Brewery, and I mm-hmm. and he was putting in the glycol part himself. Mm-hmm. Like he had purchased the system, and I just thought. You're insane. Why would you? And he has really high ceilings, too, and it's a huge warehouse. But it just came down to cost. He spent good money on a good quality system, and he had to figure out how to make the budget work after that. And some of that was installing the stuff himself. Oh, we've we've done some of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, sweat, equi- sweat equity is not free, you know, I mean, yeah. but it's something that you kind of have to figure out where you're going to put it. And we, we had an experience where we're... We're, we're like, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to do this part ourselves. When we get like halfway through it and we're like, what the <laughs> fuck were we thinking? We need right. somebody else to yep. professionals to do this shit. Okay. So, um, you know, and that happens. I mean, you run into roadblocks, you do what you can, but, uh, at a point it's about being safe and about having it done correctly. If you sure. have to be living with it, you know, you're going to spend that money one way or another, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see it, it up front or before or after, but I mean, there's, you can make smart choices. Okay. You know? Did the company that you bought from, do they come and install the system at your location for you? Yeah, it was actually pretty funny because um, we one of the one of the best stories about building a brewery was actually getting the equipment in there. I mean, it was like a momentous day for us. It was like, yeah, it was kind of like the worst of times and the best of times. And um, so I was really stewing over this. I'm like, how do we get this gear into the site? Because we have basically we don't have a roll up door. So we have two two doors oh and i'm like how do we get it in how do we stand it up how do we get off the truck because there's no parking lot it's third street in san francisco so i called the manufacturer and i said god man i said what you know i'm just really you know do i hire a rigging company what i do and he says he says fuck it i'll just come down rent this piece of equipment i'll drive it i'll unload it you get four guys and we'll do it wow nice (laughs) how we did it Mm. well actually it was more like what six how many people were there yeah, it was like six to eight. Do yeah, you regret yeah. that decision, or did that work out well? No, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was. That okay. was the way to go, for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Because it does seem like a very different... Not only are you are working with large and, and heavy equipment, but then even just kind of piecing all that stuff together. It's and a jigsaw Jim. puzzle, you know? He came down. He did a lot of the wiring. Thad Fisco from Portland Kettle Works came down and did a lot of the sort of... They did a lot of the legwork up there in terms of hard wiring, some of the things that he couldn't really do there that, that needed to... Like their brew house manifold was all just like a snake pit of wires. Okay. So he came down and just sort of plugged in a couple things and left the electricians to just be able to put power to it. Got but it. it was super important for him to come down and kind of like... It's like a, what, where were, where was he thinking when he put it all together, you know? It's yeah. Sort of like you have to go back into his psychology of how he would put something together to really... Yeah. <laughs> so it was good that he came down. He'll probably come down again just for a final... That's good. Bit minute. Yeah. If he's listening, we hope he comes down yeah, soon. Come on down, Brad. <laughs> because the IKEA instruction manual that you left us isn't working anymore. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're having problems with the Smorlap section of the Gimlop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this little Allen wrench is not fucking cutting it, yeah. man. Yeah. The guy in the thing said, "Looks like I should be way happier with it than I am." Yeah. Uh, it's interesting for me to think about putting in equipment like that without a roll-up door. I remember one of our first shows when we had Sully on for the Twenty First Amendment before they had before they were as big as they are now, and they still have that same brew house, right? And I remember him telling me they literally had to open the roof of the building to put equipment in, yeah. and now if. If his equipment breaks, he's sort of fucked. Like, he has to open the roof again and crane things into the building. And when, to me, as I, if I'm thinking about opening a brewery, I'm not thinking about that shit. I'm going, well, of course, you have a building. You put stuff in it. No big yeah. deal. You know? Uh-huh. But this equipment is is enormous. It's it's huge and heavy and potentially dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Brinelson was telling me the story. They had ordered some new, enormous fermenters. Yeah. And they were having trouble getting them driven across the country from where they were coming from because there were certain overpasses that the equipment wouldn't fit under. Wow. <laughs> like they were, they had That's to crazy. literally stop at an overpass, get a crane, lift the thing over to get, to keep going on a freeway. Hmm. I know. It's just, I mean, now clearly we're talking about large scale brewing equipment, but like I said, I, I just don't think about yeah, this. You'd stuff. never think about that. I yeah. Mean, like, you know, I hear the overpasses in Colorado are a little low. Uh, we yeah. might have to uh, convert. To, <laughs> no, we have to know, go through go another through, state. Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's real. Yeah, <laughs> that's real talk. Yeah, that's real yeah. talk. <laughs> so you guys are doing it at at the brewery now, and let, let's actually back up for a second because you say you, you've been a gypsy brewer up till now, which essentially means you you've been contract brewing at a, a couple of different places. Correct. Yeah. So we um, we started out uh, brewing at Devil's Canyon. Um, we did a short stern at Hermitage, and now we're brewing at EJ Fair out in Pittsburgh. Okay. So um, you know, it was a really good experience for us. I think um, it allowed us to launch our brand. It allowed us to get beer out there, and um, you know, we really love working with these breweries. But I think the one challenge that we really had is we'd do beer festivals and we'd go and talk to people, and they'd say, "Well, I love your beer. Where's your tap room?" Yeah. Where's your brewery? Can I have, you know, brewery tours? And we just, you know, it just kept getting pounded into my head that that's what we really needed to do. Okay. So early on, we kind of saw it as a means to an end. And so that's when we started planning this project. And I think what we did is we stepped back and said, well, what do we want to do? You know, do we want to do full-scale production? And eventually what we came to the conclusion of is we want to create a destination for beer in San Francisco. Okay. And so that's kind of why we sized the system the way we did to do smaller batches, to do more of the things we want to do. Um, also, uh, you know, we want, we have a tap room, so um, we're not doing food. We're not going to be a brew pub. Okay. We're focusing strictly on the beer and just 
cranking out new and interesting styles of beer. So at 10 barrels a time, what you're saying is is that allows you to do multiple varieties of beer. It's our playground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, you know, we do like 30 and 60 barrel batches, you're really committed. Yeah. Committed to, you know, how are you going to sell this beer? Um, You know, how are you going to package the beer? You need a lot of kegs. You need bottles. But with 10 barrels, I mean, we could pretty much serve a a good portion of that beer over the bar. Right. Keg a bunch of it off. It it allows us to, you know, allows Phil to be, do what he does best, which is be really creative and come up with new and interesting beers. So. Yeah, I have to admit. So I I've thought about contract brewing in in different. You know, we have a good brand and we have a lot of good brewers, and and it's crossed my mind. But I'll say that the the thought of thirty or sixty barrels of beer that I'm responsible for moving scares the shit out of me. So I really yeah. like the idea of smaller batches like this. It's not that people aren't going to come buy your beer. It's but you just get to do more of a different kind. Okay. Also. I mean, it does happen that a beer doesn't come out exactly like you want, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these things happen. Not just absolutely. to me as a shitty home brewer, I would assume. Oh, I think it happens to everybody, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do the best that you can with it, but that's such a better thing to have 10 barrels to move than 30. Well, you know, for me, I, I think the experience we had is we wanted more styles. Like, I think a lot of people were always asking us, what is your next beer? What okay. What do you do next? And I was like, well, you know, we have like a million different ideas, but doing 30 barrels at a time, we can only do so many of them. So you were only Belgian style beers uh, up to now, is that right, or do I, am I do I have that wrong? Sort of. I mean, we released an Imperial IPA called Eight Tentacles. So okay, that was our, um, you know, that was one of the beers that we, you know, really wanted to get out there. That's definitely not a Belgian style beer, right? But I think that's been our our kind of our thing is we've done Belgian style beers. I mean, we want to definitely expand beyond that. Yeah. But again, I think that you know when we put out Inception, it, it got such a good reception from from people that that's kind of the theme we continue down so that's that's the beer i'm drinking now right exactly yep and this what where did this one get brewed uh, um ej fair at ej craig and i brewed that yeah this is an excellent beer thank you yeah yeah and you know there's a stigma that kind of goes along with with contract breweries sometimes and some of that stigma i think is is valid for for brewers for who sure. well that aren't actually really brewers yeah. they're they're businessmen they do contract brewing and they create a beer and it's just okay Absolutely. but you guys were brewers you cared about the product and i think that if you if you have a good relationship with whoever's brewing your beer, I, I actually don't see anything wrong with it at all. I've had some great contract brews. If oh, I was going to do it, for example, I would trust Jamil over at Heretic to brew a better beer than I could ever do myself anyway. And so that's the type of contract brewing I think should not have a stigma at all. Absolutely. And, and those people are coveted, too. I mean, Jamil wants to make his own beer, too, you know? He's yeah. Like, Why would I be contracting when I can make my own yeah. beer, you know? so. It's about finding the right relationship. It's about finding the right opportunity. And uh, Craig's been awesome at EJ Affairs. Super knowledgeable, big-time scientist. He's a good brewer. Yeah, he's a great brewer. He weighs his hops to the ounce. Oh, is that like, right? Awesome, yeah. Well, Even on a big system. Yes, yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, yeah, like he's that. like, yeah. he's very dedicated. Yes. He was at Schooners at for a oh, while. Yeah. Still is, too. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, he still brews there also? Mm-hmm. Does, great. Yeah. So then the the decision to go ahead and invest in a brewery was... Like you said, you really just felt you needed a destination for for your beer, a tap room, people, a home. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's, like I said, that's always been our goal. I mean, when we got into it, you know, we kind of put our toes in the water and said, well, what, you know, what's this experience going to be really like for us? Are people going to like the beer? Are we going to really, you know, like what we're doing? And I think over the the last few years, we've really had a great experience in the brewing industry. Okay. And so I, again, for me, it's, it's about, creating the destination and being able to do what we want to do. Right. Doing all the styles of beer that we really want to do and, you know, connecting directly with the customer. Because I think, 
you know, doing the beer festivals for me is a great experience because you can connect directly with the consumer. But yeah. then they come back to you and they say, oh, I want to do this on a regular basis. I want to come to your tap room. Right. I want to tour the brewery. I want to meet your brewer. I want to, you know, there's all these things that you can't really do unless you have your own your own place. That makes sense. And so I think that's the main decision, you know, the main reason we made the decision to do what we're doing. Is it? It, it seems like it would be much less stressful, and for that matter, I, I would be less fearful since you already have a brand. You've been doing this. People know about Triple Voodoo, and now you just get to build on that. Yeah, I think that's an advantage is, is getting our beer out there and you know understanding the industry and being able to connect with consumers and being able to you know tell those consumers who love our beer that yeah. now there's a place for them to come. Right. So I think that is a lot less stressful than kind of just going for it right away and yeah you know hoping that it works see for me though even though like we kind of have that with the brewing network and and with this tap house i feel like we have a brand i'm scared out of my fucking mind i'm laying awake at night going is the i see an empty tap room like i it's still nerve-wracking <laughs> right you're you're putting a bunch of time and money into this and it's still scary to to do that it's a big step well you know the funny thing is i i saw you and scott joking about the thing with the keys yeah and um, I, we had the same experience. We went into lease negotiations for months and months, and it was nerve-wracking. It was just yeah. like tooth and nail, and, you know, I could go into details. But um, anyway, so we get to the final stage, and um, they said, okay, you're getting the keys today. And they've been telling us for two weeks. Yeah. So I show up, and this girl hands me the keys, and she says, Friday afternoon, she says, gee, I hope these are the right ones. <laughs> And I literally almost fucking shit myself. I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. After all that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, so I ran over to the space, and I'm like putting them in there, and I'm turning them, and I'm like, please be the right keys. I know it's right. not a big deal. I can get new keys, but it is just one of those things. It know? is a big deal. Yeah. It, it's fine because it's done. All the months of planning, and in your case, I think the planning is even when you're contract brewing. Like, you're, you're leading up to this moment. It's been a couple of years. It's, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Even though it seems like it because we've, you know, behind the scenes, we've been working on this for quite a while. Right. So. Yeah. I hope these are the right keys. You <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, she's just like a secretary or an underling or something. Right. And even the signing of the lease, it, it's it's pretty nerve-wracking because you're responsible for that building now. Win, lose, or draw for whatever the term of your lease is. Ours is like an enormous term. That's smart. Though. Scared. It's I. Yeah, it, ultimately, it smart. it's smart, but I... I had scared the balls off me signing. Actually, the act of signing the paper, I felt like I'm like I was getting married, which we all know is scary as hell. Yeah. for me. Well, don't do it. <laughs> right. So, anyway, kudos to you guys for uh, and, and congratulations. Where is it? Uh, so the new space is um, in the Dog Patch neighborhood of San Francisco. It's third between 19th and 20th. So your neighbors with the new Magnolia too? Then we're Literally. about two blocks away. Oh, that's yeah. great! So another little beer destination down there. Yep. Yeah. Are they open now? Uh, sort of. Okay. Yeah. They're brewing. Maybe Fine. for you. But they are brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Here's what I want to do. I got to take a break, but I want to talk about the beer. Um, I know that you guys did a test on your system, which I think is an interesting way that you did it. So we'll talk about that. Um, when we come back. So I'm going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll talk beer, Triple Eight Four Hundred One beer uh, or hit the chat button. I did want to let you know about something uh, real quick before we go to break. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, trademark bullshit on this show. Right. Partly because I've had to deal with it and because it ends up in the beer news quite a bit. Well, I wanted to mention to you uh, about the Beer Law Center. 
that's right. It's the Craft Beer Law Center. And John Samankowitz is the trademark lawyer over there. He helps us out with our hop grenade stuff. He's a BN listener and a good dude. I met him a couple of years ago. Uh, if you uh, are a brewer or looking to start a brewery or looking to uh, trademark, I mean, you, you got to start early. You have to trademark your stuff, whether it be your logo or this great uh, beer name that you came up with, whatever it is, don't wait. And and I recommend that you get help doing it. Go to BeerLawCenter.com if you want to use the guy who's been kicking ass for me and making sure that people don't steal my hop grenade. BeerLawCenter.com. John Smankowitz is the dude, and he's a good guy. And trust me, you need. do you guys have a trademark guy for, for your stuff, or have you done all that yourself so far, Greg? It's been a mix of things. A little bit of both, yeah. It's you know before you know it you 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 thought you had it all dialed in and then some brewer comes out of nowhere and they've been using it for a year longer than you or whatever it's just it's kind of a it's a very confusing thing so I recommend getting help go to beerlawcenter.com you can get a free uh, consultation you need to pass yes all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back more with triple voodoo uh, what's the website you guys have a website up right. Yeah, triplevoodoo.com. There you go. Go check it out. We'll learn about the new brewery down in Dogpatch. We'll talk about the beer, and we'll learn about how they tested their brew system. It's a pretty cool way to do things. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Yes, yes who it is. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, it's the Fast Rack, guys. Just got reminded from personal experience why Fast Racks are better than the bottle tree. We did our first bottling mission yesterday. Time will tell how the first Fast Track Company homebrew is going to turn out. If you can believe it, we actually had a bottle tree creaking around and did some playing with it at the same time. Two big things we noticed. One, how tippy it is. And since Mitch is a bit of a clean freak, he refused to bottle because the inside of the bottles touched the pegs. So I sent Casey back to wash them again. Yeah, I was real pumped. Thanks, Mitch. Thank goodness we had more than enough Fast Tracks laying around the office to help. As we get close to the holidays, we want to wish everyone a happy season. And hopefully you have some fast racks waiting under a tree for you, or perhaps you wrap some up for someone else. Thanks to the great holiday photos being submitted. Can't wait to announce the first winner of the free fast racks for December. And if you miss how to win free fast racks, go to our site, thefastrack.ca, and click on free fast racks. 
Happy fast racking. And talk soon. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Best thing about the Hot Grenade Tap Room opening and the studio moving there? 
I don't have to do dishes anymore. I don't have to do all your dishes. Or walk upstairs. Our studio now, or walk upstairs. Tasty's going to love that. Our studio now great. does not have a sink or anything. We dump everything into a bucket, and then I cart our glassware back and forth from the house doing dishes. But you know what it is? It's a sign of my dedication to good beer, because uh, although we're about to do it now, I generally don't like to drink out of plastic cups. I, I, I like to use glassware. But I got my plastic cup. But I now I'm feeling cup. I'm getting lazier as the days go. As our time is limited here in Martinez, I become lazier and lazier, if that's possible, Doc. Probably not. Uh, you know, I just think it's uh, a matter of you know, your multiple hangovers right. that you've had because of the holiday season. Yeah, they're stacking up. Yeah, My, li- my liver is not going to make it. I sh- can you get on the list for a liver transplant before you need it? Um, I think you can. I yeah, probably should. A good idea. Obamacare. It's a good you idea, can do whatever right? the fuck you want. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm going to get on the list then. Do it. I feel like if Doc has made it this far... Maybe my insides aren't as bad as I think. Doc well, has more money than you. And it's all genetics, mm, too. Good call. Yeah. Good call. It is, gen- yeah. I mean, you have terrible genes. Doc has better have, genetics have than you. awful genes. Yeah. Do you have good genetics, Doc? Well, I guess so. Yeah. Look at him. He's, your, your folks did okay. Yeah. I'm older than, uh, than your friend Chris. <laughs> I look a lot better. My bro, Chris. Uh, real quick, we're going to start talking beer here with... Um, uh, with Triple Voodoo, and we're going to talk a little bit about recipes and different styles. If you're looking for a place to tame your beer recipes and your equipment and your ingredients, go to beersmith.com and use the Beersmith homebrewing software. You get a free 21-day trial, so I know you've heard me say it before, but you don't have to take my word for it because you can go check it out for 21 days. Uh, Beersmith 2.2 is out now. Uh, get your free trial. Use it. You know, brew some lagers. It's it's lager season's coming up, right? So grab yourself some Beersmith Brewing software. Plan your you know your brew day. That's kind of the great thing about the software is you can put all your ingredient inventory in there. You can uh, use different recipe file formats. It works with almost anything. Uh, it works on PC uh, or Mac, and it's just a great piece of of brewing software. So check it out. Doc's all Beersmith now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice work. I thought I didn't think we would get him to switch over. He's kind of stuck in his ways. But. Well, the older generation is is much harder to accept new technologies, right? But you you went for it. Well, at least I know I need a, a computer program. I still have my old you know three wing three wing binder stuff that I have from a long time ago. But, yeah, uh, it just seems like a smart move to do. Phil at Triple Brudu, uh, Brudu. You should change the name. You can have that. <laughs> Triple Brudu. <laughs> The Inception's kicking in. I'm only on my second glass. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that stuff's pretty strong. I'm feeling much better. I'll tell you that right now. Forget this hangover problem. I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Do you use professional uh, brewing software in, in an environment that you work in? or I, I do not. You don't? But uh, I'm not opposed. It's more of like a trial and error feel thing. So mm-hmm. you're literally hand calculating. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. God, that's so <laughs> beyond my capability to do math. <laughs> At all. Anyway, beersmith.com. Go check it out. You get a free 21-day trial. All right, so we did want to talk about the beers. I've got a lot of questions. A couple questions coming in from the chat, too, um, about Belgian yeast and things like that. So we'll get to those. You, you too, can ask questions. Just hit the chat button on the homepage or call us, 888-401-BEER. And um, let's start with this, because, Greg, last time you were here, you did not have a fill. And now you have a fill. You didn't have a, a head brewer. Why Phil? How did you meet him, and 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 why is he your guy? What's wrong with Phil? <laughs> you know, because there's there's lots. I'm sure there's brewers looking for jobs, right? So why did Phil get it? So we we actually talked to a number of different brewers, and um, so 
Phil um, was recommended to us by somebody, and um, so I, I didn't really know Phil at all, but I knew Iron Springs, and okay. um, my memories back of Iron Springs were um, o- Oktoberfest, probably 2010, yeah. and I thought they made some amazing beers, and yeah. so um, I called Phil up and just talked to him a little bit on the phone, and you know, I, I thought he had a really good philosophy on beer, great personality. And we went and visited him at Iron Springs, and he walked us through his beers, walked us through his philosophy on how he brewed, and I just really thought there was a good fit there because okay. um, you know what we're looking for is somebody who you know can come in and shares our same philosophy on beer, who has a really good um, you know sense of, of of how to how to brew the brewing process, but also somebody who's very creative. And I thought Phil really fit the, all that that bill, and so it, it to me it seemed like a natural choice. But up until this point, you have designed all of Triple Voodoo beers. Is that right? No, that's not true. Okay. Um, so we had um, we had a couple of different people brewing for us. Um, so in the beginning, we had uh, somebody who designed some of our beers, and then we invited a guest brewer in who designed our ground crew. Um, I worked a little bit on the eight tentacles, although I got to say I'm not a brewer. You know, I'm not. I, okay. I, I try to be a brewer, but I'm I'm not the right person for the job. Oh, it's good that you know that. Yeah, and you know, I I think Eight Tentacles came out pretty good, although it's not completely. You know, when I when we put it out, it wasn't exactly the way we thought it would be, and um, so I think Phil's come in and done a lot of work on our beers, and 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 so it's it's a really good thing. So I I think we needed somebody who could come in and step into that role as a head brewer, and and Phil's the guy. Does Phil have autonomy in in the brew house? Does he get to create uh, any number of recipes that he wants, or does he still have to work under your tutelage? No, I mean Phil. Phil's taken the lead in terms of designing our beer program. Excellent. You know, it's always everybody always has their inputs into it. So I I think the 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 brewing process is kind of a collaborative, creative process. That's good. It's still a team. It's it's yes. a team effort. But I think you know the thing about Phil is we you know we asked him. We said, "What are your ideas? What do you what do you want to brew?" And, um, you know, so I, I think it's great that he came in with a lot of different ideas of, of, of really cool styles that he wants to brew. So Okay. I'm always curious what the interview process is for a brewer. Because in some ways, I just want to taste what they, they brew. Like, it's the kind of the, the, the proof is in the glass in that sense. Sure. But I guess you also want to know, if, if you ask him what kind of styles of beer he makes, he starts talking about things that make no sense to you, you know, then that's not a good fit. So what is that interview like? I don't really like to brew style. I kind of just, I'm, yeah. a, I'm kind of a freeform brewer. It's like free running. <laughs> nice to meet you. See you yeah. later. I just go, but you don't want to hear about my philosophies on no, malting? No, we're, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> it, it's a tough, I mean, it's a tough thing because I think that, you know, being a small brewery like us, it, it's the, the main thing that I'm concerned about or interested in is having people come together as a team. Yeah. And that was part of the whole process is like, okay, is, is the person who's going to come in you know, are they going to really fit into this team? Okay. Um, and so obviously the beers had to taste good and we went to Iron Springs and, you know, they've got a great reputation for their beers. And I know Phil was, you know, a part of that whole process. So that wasn't a concern to me. Okay. Um, and then the other thing about it is like you say, it's like, what are you going to brew? You know, somebody comes in and says, well, triple voodoo, I'm going to brew something that tastes like, you know, one of the mainstream, you know, big beers or Budweiser or Blue Moon or whatever, then obviously sure. that's not going to be a big fit. But I think his interest was to be very creative and, and um, you know, I, I think his philosophy fits in with ours. So so what are some of your ideas? What are we going to see on tap at the new brewery? Yeah, it's a good question. So the, our whole reason to have the part of our reason for, for having our tap room is being able to diversify our portfolio. Right now we really only make three beers. Okay. So... Um, I'm I'm really interested in doing less with more. 
That's so so much so many people kind of have this sledgehammer approach to just beat you about the head with overly chocolate, overly chili, overly hopped, and it's sort of like if you can make a subtle but um, interesting beer. That's why that's why Belgian beers are really in our portfolio so well because a lot of it is letting the yeast shine, a little bit of magic in those beers too. They they do so many different things at different temperatures of fermentation. A lot right. of flavors meld differently. Okay, um, so we're really about. Um, beers that tell a story, whether it be, you know, Oyster Stout's a great example. We don't make an Oyster Stout right now, but I really like that idea of, of something that kind of involves to, to take from a wine t- t- term to our, yeah. you know, we, we get, we have such a great, uh, uh, fruit, fruitful sort of area in the, in the Northern California Bay area as well, that we can do so many different things with different flavors. Sure. I really like how Almanac works with the farm and works with, works, put the kind of puts the farm to barrel, yeah. approach is really kind of a cool idea and i've always sort of liked that as well good beers coming out i had a Glade, sour stout or something the other day from them really exactly, nice beer exactly so um without being as vague as i possibly can really about it but it's it's really it's about what kind of grabs you it's really an organic process what is what is in season what you um are sort of into interested in at this point that's sort of the best part about having an autonomous excuse me that's right uh uh situation is that i can really do what i want but it has to you know you, you can make a lot of different beers but as long as the beers are good it's sort yeah. of like the, the mainstay I, the I like the 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 description of a of subtleties and just kind yes. of letting the be for me for me that's why uh, i guess aside from a sour beer pale ale still is and probably always will be my, my favorite beer style and it's not because it's out of the box it's actually yeah. because of what you can do with it exactly. in the box amen and it's hard to find a really good one in my yeah. opinion so when i do i just i drink the hell out of it. i go back to it every time because of the subtlety what you can do with a simple style a million different ways but even with that being said it sounds like you might be doing you want to work with some non-traditional brewing ingredients absolutely. too yeah absolutely i'm, I'm not afraid at okay. all to really try anything but also it's about not just being totally cavalier. It's about sort of starting small or, or doing test batch and seeing what, what works. You know, that's part of these beers that we're going to try at some point today. Yeah. Is, Let's uh, open one up. Let's try something. This, so this is, we'll, do, we'll start with Saison. And I'm drinking the Inception, but this isn't brewed in the new brew house yet. And, and by, if, you, if you find the Inception on tap, uh, drink that too. I think I said it to you last time you were on the show, Greg, but I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of a lot of the, the Belgian beer styles, but I've always liked yours. It's it's a, a really good recipe. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that was one of the original beers we came out with, and, you know, again, our philosophy is to do things a little differently. You know, a lot of people say, who are hardcore Belgian fans, say, well, this isn't doesn't really have all the characteristics of a Belgian beer, but that's right. not what we're trying to do. We're trying to, you know, combine, you know, different characteristics of different styles. We use German hops. We use, you know... Um, a blend of different Belgian yeast to create something unique. And okay. so I think that's the core of our, our philosophy yeah. for brewing. Okay. Uh, like I mentioned, I did have some questions come in uh, about how you guys use yeast, too. Maybe I should start with that while we're pouring this beer, because I think it's probably an easy one for you guys to answer. But uh, Thomas, who's in our chat room, had uh, written in. He asks, um, do you guys have a specific fermentation um, regimen with, with Belgian yeast? Uh, and he gets more specific. Do you start at a low temperature and, and let it free rise, or what is the actual regimen with your Belgian yeast? Yeah, he's got it. Wise? He's got. He's got it. The the way that I sort of my philosophy is, you set it and sort of forget it. Okay, you let it start low, and a lot of some yeasts, especially some of the uh, sort of more traditional 
Trappist-style yeasts, don't like to really be messed with. So you, you let them free-rise, and if you start turning them down, you're like, oh, I might be getting a little fusel, a little bit of an odd ester or something out of that. It's sort of like... You just have to let it ride. Okay. For me personally. You know, so how like low is of, low? Like 64? Yeah, exactly. Okay. 64, you know, in the heat of the summer when we were brewing up at a million degrees, AJ Fair, it got up to 78. When you let it free rise. Wow, so that yeah. seems really high to me, but Super you weren't high. concerned about that. Not really. Okay. Not really. And I kind of like the, uh, um, on the back end too, having those, getting those, eh, not really fusels, but getting those sort of coaxing those ex esters out. At the end of the fermentation, instead of getting the balls out, beginning the fermentation, big okay. ripping. Doc, you've done some Belgian-style homebrewing. Do you have the same philosophy to go ahead and let it rise uh, on its own, or do you try to control it? No, it uh, depends on, like he was talking about, wh- what the weather's like at the time. Yeah. Uh, if it's kind of cold out, it's not going to really do as much as you'd like it to do, so I'll coax it up. Okay. Kinda, not, I won't force it, but it's kind of kind of you're kind of thinking, what's it going to do? Yeah, and you help it along. Okay, if it's balls ass hot out there, you don't want to free rice too fast. So you, you, I'll ramp it by myself. Okay, up over the days. The first couple days are the important part, right? That's where you're yeah. getting a lot of the flavors anyway. So as long as it stays, I guess somewhere in the sixties. Yeah, when you're doing it. Yeah, when you're doing a thirty barrel batch, it doesn't raise that fast. Honestly, it's okay. like you're looking at. Maybe a degree a day sometimes, sometimes maybe a little bit more, but for the most part, it's it's raising pretty slow. Okay. Yeah. So by the end of it, if you're up, like you say, at 78, it's no big deal anyway. Not the really. flavor is in the beer. Exactly. It's helping it finish out a little quicker. Uh, um, okay. I've had good experiences with that. Basically. Okay. And can we ask, what is your blend of Belgian East, or is that a is that proprietary? No, no, not at all. It's... Uh, 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 Giga Yeast, our friends down in the South Bay, make a uh, Belgian blend. Okay. It's uh, the GY007. Um, he, it's funny, Jim's, um, love Jim, he is, he won't say, is it, you know, we ask him, is this a West Mall, is this a Chimay, what's in, he goes, oh, well, I don't like to use... You know, the uh, right. he was sort of like a faux pas. All for the him. East it's, guys are like that. Yeah, and I get way. it, and I, I totally get it. So, uh, uh, I mean, maybe someone else can kind of fill in what exactly it is, but they're all their own specific right. things. So. Bullshit. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that's why they call it the 007 yeast. It's like yeah. top secret secret yeah. agent. Right. Yeah. I actually... Well, go ahead, Tasty. Well, what's the deal with a, a blended yeast? What does it mean? Does he have like three distinct uh, cell cultures? Yeah. Yeah, and then he three. blends that... For your pitch. Exactly. I think it's the way I'm understanding is that they're separate, and then he puts them together. For okay, now, when you go to use them and, and reuse them, what happens during their life? Do well, they keep those ratios? Or? No, you, you got to figure one wins out, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, somebody and, wins, uh, or, yeah, so someone wins. or one gets eliminated altogether or something. Yeah. You could, in a lab, isolate it, probably, and redo it that right. way. But uh, at this point, it sort of becomes our house flavor. So, yeah, that's out. what I'm wondering. Do you then okay. do you then get a new pitch more often, or you just let that process happen? Well, you know, we, we're, we're pitching in pretty big beer, so we're not really beating, up it, up, beating it up too much. We'll okay. probably go like three, maybe four generations max. I mean, when you're big beers that finish low, they're spent. Yeah. pretty quickly okay. so uh um i guess uh, you could you could probably just keep it going and just have consistently ever-changing house flavor i guess okay. you could put it yeah <laughs> uh but uh uh for us we kind of we'll just we'll be dumping it after four four times okay 
And this is probably a dumb question, but does Giga Yeast give you a, is it a liquid uh, pitch or it's they not do. dry yeast? No, it's they give li- us a liquid pitch. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Pitchable amount. Got it. Mm-hmm. And you've always used Giga Yeast, Greg, since the beginning or? Uh, well, we've used various yeast manufacturers, but I, I think once Giga Yeast started up, we um, we started using them because they have a, you know, it's their local. Um, they also provide really good customer service, so they'll plate the yeasts. Nice. You know, and make sure that they're. They have viability for us, so they provide a lot of really, uh, really nice services that we like. Okay, uh, you've been contract brewing up until this point. Uh, is your yeast repitching going to change? You know, you figure you're in there using somebody else's kitchen. Mm. Uh, they're not going to let you keep going. You know, ten rounds, and then pitch it. So, you're, are you yes. figuring you're, you're you're repitching less because it's your contract brewing now you've got your own space you can do it pretty much as many times as you think is viable is that going to change you know i think that's i think that's a good question that is um something that will remains to be seen that's about tasting seeing you know we, we, it's kind of uncharted territory for us you know right. so it's going to be one of those things where potentially we'll like the character better in subsequent generations but i mean you know how often does that happen and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't so to be fair, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> do you have, I forget what it's called, Tasty will know. Do you have a vessel to grow up yeast like and grant, keep it? Uh, yeah, a, something a, like a, that. A, a brink. A brink. brink. Not yet. No. You're not, okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll do all fresh pitches exactly. from, from Giga Yeast. Well, probably not all fresh pitches. We'll be using it up until we feel that yeah, it's yeah. done, you know, subsequent generations. But uh, how, how many, I don't know yet. You know, okay. it's all so new. So what's the beer in my glass here? This is Saison. So this is, uh, um, speaking of yeast, this is done with the White Labs, what's that, 568. Uh, it's the Belgian uh, Saison blend. Okay. I really like using this blend because it finishes out a little bit quicker. When you use a Saison, the DuPont sometimes sticks yeah. around, you know, six Play-Doh or so, five Play-Doh, I've found. So this way, this finished out really quickly. Um you know, the other one's still in the other carboy. I, do, I like to do, especially at this point, I like to do split fermentations, do five gallons of one yeast, five gallons of the other yeast, see what I like to use yeah. later on down the line. So you're brewing on your, your home brewing equipment I'm for brewing this? I'm brewing my home brewing, uh, or I'll be brewing at Brewcraft in the city. They have a really nice uh, 15 or 25-gallon setup that uh, they've been really nice and kind of letting me have cool. not free range, but when I can fit in, try to do something fun. And as I long as you leave them a keg? Exactly. I do, I'll do 15 <laughs> gallons, and uh, two of them will be for me, and one of them will be for the shop. Dude, you can come use my homebrew system anytime you want. I got a beautiful more beer, 1550. Nobody ever go. touches it. Anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a great Saison. Thank, thank you. Uh, this is pretty straightforward Saison. Pilsner Mall, wheat, a little acidulated, and a little bit of Vienna. Uh, I don't have the, the recipe in front of me, but normal Saison. Okay. Rations, ratios. Uh, and then... The spicing was, uh, um, I've got a huge lemon verbena bush in my garden. Like, it's just, just, it won't die. I cut it back, and it just keeps coming back. Okay. Next to a lavender bush as well that just doesn't want to die. So it's been sort of like, cool, these are really cool flavors we use anyway in cooking or just whatever at home. Yeah. So uh, I really like the, I really like lemon verbena just in general. I, I, don't, I don't think it's overly verbena-y. What is that? It's not a lemon. It's no, a, it's like uh it's like a Thai spice. It looks okay. like. I mean, it's just like a tall strand of. I mean, it just looks. It's a tea leaf essentially. Is what it looks got like. it. Okay. 
Um, and then a little bit of kefir lime, which I love that flavor. I think that's subtle and not, not too many people mm. know what it is. And no, it's not a lime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've used it all in such a subtle way that you could have convinced me all of that's coming from the yeast. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, I was trying to see here and go, is, cool. it, is it spiced or yeah. is, it, is it yeast characteristics? I don't, yeah. I don't know. And it was almost right in that line between should I ask and be really insulting? <laughs> no, no. Same here, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of the, the deal. I like making, especially Belgian beer, if you're going to add any spice or any sort of ingredients, you want it to sort of play with the yeast well. Yeah. You don't want it to sort of yeah. overpower. You really want it to be subtle, sort of help the the, the character along. Sure. Um, so that's sort of what I did. It was really small amount. I mean, when putting it in, it was like, I think I could probably do more than this, but it's like three kefir lime leaves. Okay. And like <laughs> in, in the kettle or in what? In the kettle. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that that's sort of something that I could, you can always add more later, dry herb it if you wanted to. Right. Um, but I like to kind of go subtle in the kettle and then see if it needs more later. But a lot, a lot of those flavors are really volatile and boil off anyway. So uh, um, okay. I thought it worked out well in this beer for sure. Yeah, if I'm on the triple voodoo beer panel that decides what goes on tap, you don't change anything about this recipe. It stays just like that. Thank it's you. It's really okay. nice. I Thank think you. it's I just it's one of the best. It has a little bit of a Saison DuPont character to De- it, yes, which if I'm going to drink a Saison, it's usually going to be... Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, so it has a little bit of that, but the but the spicy, like I said, which mm-hmm. I thought came from the yeast, is the other is what makes it stand out. Totally cool. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything about that. That's yeah, great. Awesome. I, I think that this is one of the. I mean, this is an example of the types of beers we want to do in the you know in the tap room is is beers that are really subtle that kind of make you think about where the flavor profiles come from. Yeah. So see, that's the kind of beer that I really enjoy. I will be at your tap house probably more than you want me to be there because I don't want. I, I do like I like to taste the occasional like way out there beer like you kind of mentioned earlier the over chocolated beer mm-hmm. I do enjoy tasting that in order to see what it what it's done sure but by far it's the subtlety beers like this is what I'll come back for uh, Do you have a name for this one yet No right. This is like two weeks in the bottle it's not even fully carbonated Might yet. I suggest the hop grenade <laughs> Hop grenade yeah. Beerlawcenter dot com <laughs> yeah. JP Yeah. <laughs> Now, this is good. What about the temperature for, for this one at fermentation? So, this is homebrew, so it's sort of hard to... It was done, oh, God, just before the cold snap. So, this is probably in the early, mid-70s, early 70s. We oh, yeah. knocked out a little warm. Okay. But uh, um, I could even stand to have it a little hotter Yeah, for me. Saison can go hot. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of hops are in this one? This is Aramis, kind of a fun French hop, but... And then Amarillo to finish it off. But again, subtle amounts. For me, it's really about get, letting that yeast shine. Yeah. Kind of helping it along. Okay. It does so. That's that's really a, a great one. Thank you. What else did you bring along? I brought us a test batch of our Belgian stout. We released this King Leopold, was the name of the beer, a couple months ago or a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. And to, October. To, October, there you go. Okay. Um, and um, this is essentially a silky, smooth Belgian stout is what we're calling it. High, you know, 15% oats, 7%. If you want to support some taste, Yeah, let's pass ahead. that around. Please do. Um, but really simple recipe. Originally, my homebrews had chocolate. I wanted to potentially add chilies to it. I just sort of wanted to go for it. And yeah. then um, you get to the 30-barrel batch, and you're just sort of like, I better sort of dumb this down before i do something crazy yeah yeah so uh fear sets in yeah i well you know a little bit of fear and a little bit of maybe 
cats brains too maybe not yeah something totally out there <laughs> homebrewers pay attention just a little touch yeah. of brains yeah it helps so um so i omitted any of the crazy stuff no chocolate in there um black malt special b oats and belgian pale malt fairly simple is is belgian stout a style is there a belgian stout or the, I think the, the closest thing, I don't know if it's like a style, like when we're entering this, we enter this in, I think it's like dark specialty or Belgian dark strong or something like that. But, okay. um, Allagash black would be the cl- closest thing, sort of like a similar vein to Got this it. beer, but Belgian stout, not really. That was sort of, sort of another reason that I wanted to make it because it was sort of different and I love dark beer and I like Belgian beer and it's sort of a good melding of the two. Okay. So this one, um... This one I'm arguing with myself about because it's it has the simple and the subtle characters that I've been commending you for all uh-huh. the way through. <laughs> but then there's a part of me that feels that maybe this one's a little too uh, simple. Like okay, maybe I cool. didn't want you to take all of the chocolate cool. out of this one. Sure. Uh, it, I feel like, uh, although the reason I'm arguing with myself is I would drink a full pint of this, <laughs> okay. and the changes that I'm suggesting you make, I might only sip that beer. You see <laughs> what I mean? But it <laughs> would be more point. interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, that was the point. Was I think it's a really good base beer. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot you can do. That there's some sitting in barrels right now that would be an interesting. I'm going to go taste it next week. I'm not sure if I want to let it ride or maybe blend some of it out. It's this is it's it's a base beer. Okay. Um, lots that I can do with it, and I, I look forward to kind of playing with this recipe in the tap room. I do really like how it finishes. Yes. It finishes very dry and, and clean. I'm left then just with the some of the malt tastes, mm-hmm. but none of it is uh, – it's not cloying or, no. or, or sweet. So <laughs> I guess whatever you did to it in that sense, I wouldn't want you to change how it finished. Okay. But – but then the first part, I yeah, just I'm looking for something more. Yeah, sure, the fir- something. No, right when that. it hits my palate, I get that. Why I are you laughing at me? What did I do wrong? <laughs> because you just sounded like the the like the newest noob ever in the entire. Universe. I did. <laughs> I I really like some of the malt tastes. <laughs> You might as well have just asked for more flavors. <laughs> right. Can I have more flavors? JP had some. We had a Santa crawl in here this week. And, uh-huh. and uh, you, at the at these type of beer events, you just get anybody. They're not necessarily beer fans. And a woman comes in and goes, I would I would like one of your beers with um, with more flavors. <laughs> like the flavors. <laughs> and I was like, which I guess is what, probably what I just, yeah, could you yeah. put some more flavors in this yeah. for me, Phil? Sure. I which don't is, care what they are. Which is even funnier because it's a, it's a <laughs> thing that my friend and I use whenever we talk about beer that's not very good. Like, oh, it's, it has flavors. It has flavors. It has, so I'm like, oh, yeah. here's some beer with flavors, man. Uh, Do you like these flavors? I really it. like them. He's right. What yeast is in this one? This is funny. It's um, Giga. So there's four different yeast strands in this beer. So talk about flavor there's the uh, the the belgian blend from giga as well as their um belgian pear golden pear is the name of their is their sort of new um it's essentially like a duval style of yeast so um it was more of like i was a little concerned about the the yeast I, it, it had been on its fourth generation and i just wanted something to sort of make sure that it got over the hump okay um but also something that sort of made it different you know i didn't want all of our belgian beers to sort of have the same yeast profile i'm not afraid to sort of throw in a little spice this is a hard to repeat but i'm okay with that okay it's like it doesn't have to be the same it just has to be good well that's the cool thing about now having a tap house and 10 barrels i i don't think i'll hold you to repeating all of your beers the same all the time 
fact, I'll want to. I'll come in more often if they're if I know they're going to be a little bit different. Yeah, and I, I think that's a goal. Is to you know, consistency isn't necessarily our goal. It's to have different experiences for people. So yeah. Do you want to talk about how that beer came out when you produced it? Like what you did differently? Um, what exactly? So in terms of the like the production version of King Leopold. With the yeast and is that what this one is, King Leopold? This is, is the King Leopold. Oh, yeah, is exactly. this the this is the okay. this is the stuff out of the tank? Yeah, okay. exactly. So I went up to EJ. I've got <laughs> I've got these little um, Coopers makes them. Get them at the homebrew store. Essentially, they're little like yeast or not yeast, little sugar cubes. Essentially. So, oh yeah, the drops. Yeah, the little, yeah. drops. So I'll, I I would do this at Iron Springs. I'd, I'd just take something out of the fermenter, drop that in there, and then kind of age it for a little bit. Something that wasn't essentially a, a, a impromptu bottle conditioning mm-hmm. just oh, so just in a single bottle you'll do in it. a single bottle or i'll do a couple bottles and kind of lay it down usually a bigger beer okay and uh um essentially force testing uh what it would taste like if it was a bottle conditioned beer oh i see and so that's essentially what this is um and i thought it actually turned out really well a lot a lot of the beers um a lot of the beers that that are made would would do excellently bottle conditioned okay and a lot of the times they just don't have the time or not something that the brewery is kind of interested in doing. It's a great um, way to experiment with it. It's a great it. way to experiment, and it's a great way to instantly, you know, not have to kind of force, shake up a keg a million times to yeah. get to where you want it and just sort of cellar it. Like, this is a really good cellarable beer. Okay. It's only 7%, but uh, um, I think that uh, uh, it's changed a, a lot since October. It was really sharp on the uh, the acidity from the black malt, because it's only black malt. There isn't, like, a carafe or anything cutting, so... A lot of acrid flavors in the, in the at a young batch, okay, a young version of it but that mellows really out. Mellows out like crazy. This might be an obvious statement, but I think it's important to taste your beer carbonated. So to be able to test it, exactly. like like I I'm really bad. My palate is really bad at tasting wort or uh-huh. or tasting flat beer. So it's, mm-hmm. maybe it's done fermenting, but I haven't chilled it, and I re- I have no idea what that beer actually tastes like. It to me, they almost always taste bad. Yeah, um, just taste. Other brewers, I think, can actually pick out flavors and know that they're on the right track but for me it's not until it's carbonated and cold that i can tell i've done something so Mm -hmm. that's a way it seems like because you could still you could have gone back and added like chili flavor to it or something if you weren't happy once you carbonated in the bottle totally you know yeah no i think that i i think it's a really cool experiment for um any professional brewers or homebrewers alike to just sort of, if you're going to be kegging, but if you have a, the ability to kind of pull a little bit off and try it with a little bottle conditioning, add a little sugar, maybe yeah. a little yeast, it, it, uh, it changes the flavor of the beer, changes, it's a little bit more subtle. Okay. Not as sharp. All right. Well, it's another good one. Thank you. Yeah. You're brewing some great stuff. I think, Greg, you, you probably made the right decision. I think things are going to go fine. Oh, we definitely did. So Don't, ha- don't have sleepless nights like I do. You should rest assured. I think you guys are going to do just fine. Well, I'm, I'm not really worried about the beer. I'm more worried about, like, are we going to finish construction? So, Oh, yeah. You guys are right in the thick of it now, yeah? You're not, not open yet. We're not open yet, so um, we're getting really close. So our grand opening is January 18th. That's our grand opening celebration. Okay. We'll probably be open before then. We're going to soft open just to kind of let people come in and, you know, test the, you know, test the experience. Cool. So, um, so January 18th, that's right before our Winterfest. That says to me that the beer we might get at Winterfest will be off of the new system. Yeah, that's the goal. It will. Very well could yeah. be, yeah. Excellent. I mentioned before we went to break that you guys did a test on on the system. How do you so you, you spend all this money on on a great custom mm-hmm. brew system? You install it. You must be dying to brew a beer, but is that what you do right away? Because if you do, like even buying a new piece of homebrew equipment, 
throws me out of whack entirely. Mm-hmm. This is a whole brew system. Did you brew a beer? No. So the way to go that I've heard other people doing, and it's just kind of an obvious thing for you want to fire it up, right? But you obviously Good can't idea. fire it up without anything in it, right? So we just did what is just what is called the water brew. So we essentially do every step like we would if we were adding grain and hops, but just with purely with water. So make sure the hot liquor tank heats up, you know, make sure that it's vented correctly, you know, just sort of the dry run, the, uh, um, with the lack of a better, the wet run, exactly, the okay. wet run. And, um, you know, we found out a lot about it, a lot of things, you know, th- figured out, uh, um, you know, how, at what rate do you want your pump to be set at? Cause it's a digital pump sort of norm used to using, uh, an analog sort of like dial, a valve, yeah. like a valve type thing. So you figure out, uh, where you want your pump to be at when you're going to be Vorloffing, that's an appropriate speed. Okay. Um, mashing in, you want to make sure you can um, get your blending valve easily down to the temperature you want it to. I mean, it's just essentially going through everything you possibly can. Then it's like you get it in the in the kettle, and is it ready to go? You know, we fire up the kettle, and uh, it, it fired up, but it was cranking so hard that it steamed up our entire facility so oh, we right. dial back on the on the burner or get our condensing stack to work correctly so it's just minor tweaks but it was super important that we did that and we'll probably do two more water brews oh, just you to make sure to get it all correct yeah there are our condensing stack is like 90 percent ready but we can't really be steaming out everybody while the electricians are in there you should probably describe what that is so people know a condensing stack so yeah yeah, it's a good 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 point so essentially we don't have a way to vent our steam from our kettle obviously boiling creates a boatload of steam so essentially what happens is it's a big picture like a big u coming out of the top of your kettle going up and down and um at the top of that u right before (coughs) The the uh, the steam would sort of come out the the bottom vent essentially. Yeah, painting this correctly, there is a small um, spritzer of water. So essentially, what's happening is all the steam is getting hit with this cold water and condensing from water vapor back into liquid. So essentially, like a rain cloud. Okay. So the physics are there, but we're just not we're having a hard time condensing it all the way back down. Where water. does that liquid go? I don't understand. Does it go just back go in the straight, kettle? No, no, just no. goes straight down and out. Oh, straight okay. down and out. So I mean, well, you know, you're, you're back losing. into the kettle. No, no, down out, out, in the drain. In the drain. Okay, in the drain. Okay. Yeah, in the nice. drain. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, it's it's kind of a cool thing. I've seen a, a number of of uh, breweries have one. The uh, Pizza Port down in um, St. Clemente has one that I saw working, and they had like just gushing water social kitchen in san francisco also has the same condenser stack okay um it makes a lot of sense if you don't have anywhere to vent your steam yeah why can't you do you have somebody above you or do you do okay but there's like a certain amount of feet from each from the windows that you can't be having exhaust coming out of it'll be you know got it there's all sorts of and san francisco is really awesome about letting you do whatever you want you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, that must have been a mess right you can't (laughs) vent your steam whenever you want but you can bring a dog anywhere yeah, yeah, except yes. if you live there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so I so, get it. So you have to so do something sense. with that. Okay. Because it was, I mean, the, the electricians came and freaked out. They, they you know, thought we were going to kill us all. It was like a fucking everybody. Van Halen concert. Yeah. I, I was expecting Eddie Van Halen to be on the brew deck, you know, doing <laughs> nice. a guitar solo. You know, oh, we should have shot a video steamy. there while you were testing it. Well, he, he did send me, Phil sent me a video, and I was like, oh, this is 
Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can send it. I can share with you guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's an easy one. Kind of know what I'm talking about. So you actually have to dial that thing in so that it does its job but doesn't steam up the room? Is exactly. that what you're saying? Okay. Exactly. And doesn't continue to have... There's also a vacuum that's happening that essentially the, the water is pushing the steam out. You don't want all that sort of steam hanging out in your kettle, off flavors, DMS, what have you. Okay. And um, uh, so it was... It's it's a really fun project, sort of figuring out how it's all going to work. Yeah. It's, and, but you don't want to be dumping tons of water down the drain, too. So it's sort of about finding a sweet spot uh, okay. that's going to condense the liquid but isn't going to be, um, you know, essentially wasting water. The weird thing about this process to me, this this water brew to dial it in, is that it sounds like a, a, an ingenious idea. And as I think that, I realize that JP's been telling me to do that with my system for two years. <laughs> He's like, dude, you got to just brew with water so that you can see what the hell happens. And I'm always like, I don't know. If I'm going to go through the whole process, I sure. might as well come out with beer in the end. Well, in a small homebrew system, absolutely. Yeah. We just don't want to get into where the city is like, wait a second. I thought you weren't brewing beer yet. Right. Have beer oh, that's yet, a good know? point. I've heard of that happening. Recently. I would, I'm surprised there's no San Francisco <laughs> law against even doing it with water. Because you, you're not allowed to do <laughs> the that. Greenhouse yeah. gas. Yeah. Full disclaimer: We did not do any sort of water brew, just purely for this radio show for entertainment <laughs> right. purposes. That's fine. Yeah, of course. So we uh, we asked all our guests to come and make up a bunch of bullshit for us to talk about. No, I think uh, I mean I think the concept behind it was you know when we come out of the gate, we want to be able to brew beer wet right away, and we want it to come out you know at least not have any plumbing leaks and yeah pumps work right. So you know the most frustrating thing I could imagine is brewing beer and having the system not work. You know, versus trying to concentrate on making really good beer. Right. Good call. You guys are smarter than I am. Uh, one last question from the chat. We may have. Oh, sorry, Tasty. Go no, ahead. Take that one. Well, we may have covered it already. I just want to make sure we do it. But uh, Fat Drinky John in the chat room. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. Wants to know what temperature you ferment the five sixty eight. Which yeast was that? Is that the? That's the that's the saison blend. The White Lab saison blend. Okay. Um, I think we did. It's it was probably in the early to mid 70s okay i think but i said i think i could have gone hotter yeah i could a little bit more out of it no don't change anything about that saison <laughs> okay tasty uh you mentioned you had a two vessel system but you also mentioned a uh hot liquor tank doesn't yes. that make you a three vessel system i guess you're right i'm thinking of, of a of a what three all, vessel uh, system. Whirlpool, exactly whirlpool. yeah yeah it's a kettle no, i consider whirlpool. that a three vessel hot cool liquor tank. all right well, there you go three four vessel would be what you you don't have yeah that's very true i get that uh, so do you have rakes in your uh, mesh tent? We do not, no. Just these arms. Just these claws. <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah. <laughs> you, and a, you and a what? An oar or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and an oar. Yeah, exactly. Right. What are the Thank rakes for, Tasty? Well, you know, to, well, <laughs> to me, they're to help with the grain out. <laughs> to get it out. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Really. That's the big benefit to me. But they move but it, it, during, Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. You can, you know, get more uniform uh, layer heat distribution in there. Uh, you don't have to worry about dough balls, you know, it'll break that stuff up and uh, got it get better and, efficiency you know and, and it's like if you're brewing a 30 barrel batch and stirring all that is brutal right a lot of it is just you know the old german way of thought is we can make it better you didn't make greg <laughs> spring for the rakes on this thing you're gonna have yeah, to grain cool out you're gonna have to climb in that thing every day it's a super oversized mash ton too so it's uh, uh a lot can fit in there no i'm cool without the rakes you know you got to work out somehow you know does, is it grain out the bottom or the it side? It doesn't. No, there's, yeah. there's a manway on the side. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Justin, That's you should take hints. He's exercising. <laughs> he doesn't have the same fat beer gut that I have. He doesn't want to meet the black crows and go, God, we look really similar. <laughs> That's probably true. He's going to live longer than me. And are you older than me, Phil? How old probably are you? Probably not. 31. Fucker. 
Well, you look older. Yeah. Right. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. No, you don't. No, you don't. All right. Go right now over to triplevoodoobrewing.com. And there's actually a bunch of pictures of the brewery. You guys are real good at uh, keeping people up to date over there. So you can see some of the construction. You can see the brewing equipment being put in. Uh, you can see them putting together some of the system. You can see the walls going up. It's a really good uh, good way to follow the progress. And uh, if you keep checking back at Triple Voodoo Brewing, you'll, you'll know when they open, which I guess you're, you're shooting for January 18th, and we'll find out via the web. Well, I think we're, you know, I think our grand opening is January 18th. Um, another way to keep on, to keep up with us is uh, we have a newsletter, which we just started about three months ago, and um, we put it out once a month, and it's got a lot of really good stuff in there, like what events we do, new beers coming out. So excellent! you can go to our website and sign up for it. It's okay. awesome. Cool. And if you don't make it out to the grand opening, then come see Triple Voodoo at our Winter Brews Festival in Concord. Go to bnbrewfest.com right now. You can buy tickets, and uh, we'll have some of your tasty beers there, hopefully off of the new system. Don't bring us water. You can sponsor our water stations if you want. <laughs> yeah. You not waste all that water that you're brewing. It's the ultimate session beer. <laughs> right. Uh, just you got to keep a straight face about it, though. Where they, they go, No, really, it's a, it's a session beer. And just fuck with yeah. the people. Zero BUs, zero ABV. Yeah, yeah. And then you zero go on, SRM. Go yeah. on a rating site. <laughs> yeah. Triple Voodoo is totally sold out. They're totally buying into the session beer fight, and it's not very good. It was a little cloudy, right. and it was reminiscent of my grandma's water. So I don't know. <laughs> they'll actually, they'll post a picture. I feel like the SRM is really light. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Could be everybody's, lighter. Everybody's gonna want more flavors. <laughs> Too, yeah. too malty I, for a session style. I wish it had more flavors. <laughs> it has flavors. You can call it zero DUI. It'd be a great uh, yeah. session yeah. name. Yep. <laughs> you can have it. Yeah, we'll take it. Beerlawcenter.com, everybody. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Triple Voodoo Dudes, you are very welcome to hang out with us as we uh, finish up the show. Uh, but I know you probably got to drive back to the city. Uh, if there's any remaining questions in the chat room, maybe the guys will stick around. So triple eight four zero one beer or hit the chat button on the homepage. We got a few things left to do, like uh, home brewer of the week. Plus, we have another happy hour, which is my favorite new segment where people discuss their brewing disasters. Hang in there; it's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your beard. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> Let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Starsab. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer beer styles flavor and tasting the brewing process and ingredients and pairing food with beer learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org certified cicerone because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and 
all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Home Brewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. I won't 
beer. This is the session. At the break there, you heard from Forrest Day. He's playing our Winterfest again this year. He's got a new album out. Uh, Forrest Day in Lucas, Ohio will be the entertainment. January 25th, mark it on your calendar. You can buy tickets right now at bnbrewfest.com. And we're picking up the fees until December 24th. So... Get it now while it's hot. I want to thank our guests once again, Triple Voodoo. Uh, of course, we had Greg Kitchen and Phil Meeker in here, and they're still hanging out with us. So if you had any uh, last-minute questions, you could send them on over. But go to triplevoodoobrewing.com, and that's where you keep up to date. Also, over on our live stream page, which you can get to by going to thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV, uh, you can see some photos there that we put up of the brewery. Um, I think you also see photos of our home brewer of the, of the week. Is that what we're doing right now? That's correct. I think it is. I, sh- I have to do another uh, sponsor. I have to talk about Adam and I have to talk about dildos. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. I should have asked. I should have asked Chris Robinson to do the live read for. I should have brought a remote. Uh, 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 Jesus. Uh, like, um, Chris, so listen, I just, I've been a fan for a long time. I just, I was wondering if you could read about Adam and Eve for me. Just tell me your favorite type of porn. <clears throat> I don't. I'm not doing it to be creepy. It's my job. What's his voice sound like? At I've never heard point, him before. His I know he wouldn't talk. Security to me. had to come out and like tase you or something. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say it. He just sort of looked at me and shook my hand. Yeah, my favorite category of porn is fan tase porn. <laughs> right. I don't understand. But <laughs> she just had him sing the the dildo mold song. <laughs> so apparently if he did you, have really soft hands. If you Google, if you Google search for the sensual gift. Yeah. It's a pretty wide, no pun intended, a wide variety of, of things that you can get. Who Google oh, yeah? searched for the random gift? Someone who's way too horny. Every listener we have. <coughs> Bevo, <laughs> Bevo yeah. pointed at herself. I, I look at her and I was like, are you going to talk about it? She goes, no, you talk about it. So she, she, she Googled she wanted to know the sensual gift. Oh, are you saying curious. that not everybody gets the same gift? Apparently not. So Uh-oh. some people get like cock rings. Yeah. Someone got like an oversized butt plug. Someone anybody- got someone got a two foot double into dildo. <laughs> someone got lube. It just apparently it varies, and I wonder if it's well, a the, again well, a really sliding like, scale. No pun intended. I like, like that actually. I thought it was the same thing that everybody knows, but it's yeah. cool. Apparently no, not. Yeah. Can I ask a personal question of the men in the studio? Sure. Uh, Wait, Bebo, you could answer for your men too. Yeah. Don't be sexist. Has anyone ever used a cock ring? No. No. No? What is the... What exactly? Doc I need clarification answer. as to... <laughs> Doc's just looking at me. What a cock ring it's, is. It's supposed to... Um, I think it just uh, keeps the blood in your wiener. Yeah. It keeps well, it at the end you want it. So here's the, here's my worry. Here's why I'm asking. I don't understand how it works because do you, you have to put it on then before excitement? No, after. And you put it on after? So no, it stretches. It, it, it's not a solid object, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it keeps the blood there. Yeah. So okay. you get a bony, and then you slap it on, and your bony never goes away. And, well, but so you could take it off because my word, I thought you had to put it on, and then you get, and then it's stuck on you until you're no longer excited. That was because I might try it. Well, I mean, but see, it's like, well, okay, so then you're done, but then she's not done, and your business is done, and then you're like. <laughs> Well, okay, fine, and then it's I like, like your well, motion, right? And it's like, well, you now don't, you don't move very much now. Do you, what? JP, <laughs> I don't have to. Becca has yeah. told me many uh, ER horror story of about the ring because you can't get them off, right? Well, that's my fear, and then it only you have to your cut penis it should go through the cock ring. Oh, oh, no. yeah. oh. Some people do the yeah. Oops. What is it made out of? Package. What is the material? I received Silicone. a. Uh, I received I've something from. Uh, uh, 
Dad Rock's wife. Yeah. But it was um, silicone. It was silicone. Did Sam use it? That's none of your business. Oh, he used it. That's a yes. Well, Does he had, still use it? Let's be clear. It is had he, a little. It, now? Said no. it was in the shape of an elephant, and the the, <laughs> the, the trunk. Yeah, I was going to say the snout, but I knew that was wrong. Was meant for your pleasure. It was. It it, it did stuff. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's all I'm saying. B was yeah, a dirty girl, a, but she's embarrassed. I'm not a dirty girl. I'm, you are a, a dirty married girl. girl. <laughs> so, sorry, Tacey, you were going to. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, I've seen the uh, cock rings uh, yeah. constructed like uh, more like a capo. Like where you can uh, oh, you clip it around, on. clip it on, and you can snap it off. At the, <laughs> I like that it's like a cape. At the moment. Uh, <laughs> well, like, that I knew you'd understand. I, I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it. I, See, I don't know what the fuck a capo is, but I know what a cock ring is. So <laughs> who's the idiot here? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm just curious. I might try it. Oh, so go to adamneve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. You'll get a free gift so sensual. Uh, apparently, it's it, you don't even know what it's going to be. With your luck, you get the uh, big oversized butt plug. Instead. Yeah, that's going to be no good. It was glass. It was you know what I got? Butt plug. <laughs> you know what I got from Bad Rock and, and his lovely wife is the, um, the prostate massager. Oh, I was there for that. That was gross. But I looked at the thing, Whoa. and it's... It kind of enormous, and I was like, "I'm not. Are you in? What do I do with? That? I didn't know what I did with it at first, and then they explained how you get to the prostate. It's huge. It's like a giant L, and I there's yeah. no way. You ever had your t- prostate when I'm sober. touched? Was that the, the time in the hotel no. room when we were all talking uh, it, about the? There's the first ring, and then there's the other ring. What? <laughs> Never mind. What hotel room were you in? <laughs> and why wasn't I invited? You were there. It was the time they gave you the prostate rubber oh. thing. Did I like it? <laughs> I don't no, know. No, it wasn't meant for him. I'm afraid to use it, but what if it's the best thing it ever isn't. to happen? It isn't. How do you know? <laughs> Just, I, I know. Do you, have you ever met a guy that's really into it? No, but maybe uh, I haven't met a well, guy who's tried it. Here's why. Because it's not easily accessible. Right. If it was that simple, if that if it was like that's the magic thing, that's why it, it's the best thing ever. But you have to go through. It's <laughs> you like to, you it's have to like, tunnel through China to get there. Imagine the imagine the best beer in the entire universe, yes, but it's I'm imagining through it. a mud field. Would you walk through the mud field to drink the beer? No, because it can't be that good. Because the journey analogy, the journey sometimes is not <laughs> the point, or the the end is not the. Sometimes it's the journey. <laughs> Hey, you see, it's only that far away. <laughs> it's a, you have small fingers. Did That's anybody not else that just catch that Doc said with rubber galoshes on? I would. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> he puts a rubber on his finger. Mm. I need to push the button. It's something that women advice columnists in Cosmo like to give as advice. It's no men give that advice. But don't you Correct. feel like we're being closed-minded by not like go ahead and giving it a shot? So Maybe. be it. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> sure. You right. know, they they say you can't breathe in space, but I'm willing to trust that fact. <laughs> I see. All right. Are you saying that my ass is a vacuum? It should be. <laughs> nothing should ever leave it. Or no, wait. Nothing should. It's a one-way street. Thank you. And aren't you stoked on sex as it is? You need to up the ante? That's not good enough for you? I don't know. What if there's... It's kind of like saying, okay, I, I've had a great craft beer. I'm not going to go try any more craft beers because I found... A, uh, because Phil's Saison tonight was so great, I'm never going to have another Saison. It's nothing like well, that. if you had to walk through that mud field to get that other beer, yeah, you might stick with the Saison. Right. Rubber galoshes. <laughs> like, uh, why is it... Are hidden? you saying that I should put the prostate massager into a Ziploc bag, Doc? Is that what you're no, hinting he's, at? he's saying protect your shoes. That's all. Oh. That's all he's saying. Oh. Does Adam and Eve sell rubber galoshes? 
<laughs> they should. Is that the sensual gift? Oh, yeah. Uh, coupon code BN Army Adam and Eve. All right. Um, I'm sorry, Triple Voodoo guys. This happens every now and then. <laughs> now we know why uh, Greg's wife didn't come to the show this time. <laughs> I'm not going back there. Are you it's kidding? A, because we're douchebags. Yeah, Bill, you, you got this one. I'm, she stopped listening now. So we're... <laughs> I'm going to go and take a shower. All right. We or have two. to do our, um, our home brewer of the week. Much I, to the chagrin of the feedback guy. Do I have to do something for this, or you do this one? I always forget how this works. Oh, uh, you guys yeah. should have just done a water run. Yeah, I, 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 I'll do this one. I have the intro. Would you like me to play it? Yes, I would. Uh, Such a professional. Hang on. Maybe I should take notes. Jeremy, don't say anything because you're on the same pot as the intro music. Stoner. So, so keep your mouth shut. It's time for your close-up. Now, the BN Homebrewer Spotlight, brought to you by Logic. Yes, home of the best cleaners on the market. Go to ecologiccleansers.com. All right. So, our Homebrewer of the Week is Jeremy French. And why is he with us today, Scott? You want to give us a summary? Oh, there's nothing special about him. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we do the segment. Uh, I think we, yeah, we uploaded the picture to the uh, uh, live stream page. And he's got a kick-ass bar set up at home. He built himself a little... Uh, 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 bookshelf door. You know, you pull the book off the shelf and it opens the secret uh, passage to his bar. So nice. he's got a cool setup in his basement oh. and he's got a bunch of taps and uh, he had a, a bunch of uh, Gordy Howe memorabilia too. So Who's that? I, I fell in love with him. Uh, he's a rugby that, player. Yeah. Uh, Big squash guy too. Oh, God damn it. Hang on, Jeremy. My fault. <laughs> Stand by. How long have we been doing this show? 12 minutes. Jeremy, thanks for being on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you being on the show. I saw our photos of his uh, man cave on the live stream page now. Yep. How did you build a secret trap door that's operated with a book? Well, uh, I guess it's not a secret anymore. Right. But uh, <laughs> I did uh, just, I needed to separate the main area of the basement from the man cave bar area. So um, just basically built uh, a bookshelf that would fit in the, in the opening and, uh, rigged up a little latch that uh, when you actually pull on the top of the book, that lifts the latch and the door swings open. So this is how you know you're a nerd. I yes. love this trick. And that me- <laughs> you know about yourself. If you love the secret door opened by a book, you're a fucking nerd. Is it? That makes you a nerd? I love yeah. that, too. It's I never thought a- of myself as a nerd. You are a nerd. Everybody Why? wants one in their house. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've always wanted a secret door. Yeah. I've always, 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 always. Panel, something. I don't have anything to hide, but... But it if doesn't did, matter. You to get in or to get out. Find it. Yeah, absolutely. See, you guys have the opportunity right now to add, incorporate that into your tap room, right? Wow. Interesting. Interesting. We no. could do this. We, the tap room is really small. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it used to be a coffee shop. Yeah. Just for as as an example, you're going to be hiding functionality. Usually, when you have a hidden room, can I enter my booth from a door like that? Uh, oh, that's a good idea. We yeah. could do uh, the beef booth. That oh, way. she needs to come, like come up in the floor like an elevator. <laughs> well, we can borrow steam from Triple Voodoo Brewing. Uh, <laughs> it will look cool that way. Do you, do you con- until it gives out? Do you consider yourself a nerd, Jeremy, or you just like cool bookshelves? Oh, absolutely, totally a nerd. There you go. Yeah. Well, I All right. disagree. So, tell us a little bit about your uh, your homebrew system, Jeremy. Sure. Um, I've been brewing for about three years now. Uh, started with extract and then moved to uh, brew in a bag. Um, I also do all grain um, with three kettle system for uh, you know ten gallon batches, but I prefer the the brew in a bag. Oh yeah, uh, and it's be really simple. Um, although I do make it kind of complex sometimes. When uh, the last uh, beer I brewed was a double decoction um, um, Doppelbach, 
Uh, in a bag? But, yeah, in, uh, in, in, brew in a bag. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how you would do decoction mm. with the brew in the bag method. Well, Takes them out. just like you pull it out, uh, yeah, pull it right out of the bag and into a separate kettle at that point. But uh, I would boil at that point and then uh, bring it back to the regular mash. Okay. So brew in a bag, just to be clear, it's still all grain brewing, right? You just kind of have it all in one it's, sack. It's still all grain. Um, the benefits, I guess, would be uh, I can, well, I don't have to sparge, so that uh, saves some time. I did some experiments early on. Uh, where I tested sparging, but I found that uh, my efficiency was still pretty good uh, without sparging. I'm shooting for about 70% efficiency, 72%. Um, I do a double crush, which really helps. And, um, you know, I'm not worried about a uh, a stuck mash at that point because uh, I can simply just pull the bag right out. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Do you crush at home then? You have your own grain mill? I do. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just a grain mill. Yep. But the homebrew store will uh, will will do double crush as well. Okay. That's interesting, Tasty. What do you think about that? You're kind of the you're the grain mill Nazi. Well, I'm a traditionalist, and uh, yeah, yeah. I like to have a a grain bed that's got lots of you know holes and stuff. And so to, so to you, a double crush would be kind of crazy. A disaster. But yeah. I guess but I'm it, doing but a he, fly sport, so and he's doing brewing a bag, right. so it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm looking for consistency and temperature and good flow of liquids through the green bin stuff got it and i see here that you like to do sour beers i do i do i have uh two barrels uh in the in the bar area here um one five and a half gallon uh, that i got from crispy fry um and then uh, i've got a 55 gallon that uh we have a club project for the ann arbor brewers guild we uh filled it up um two months ago and we're letting it sit for quite a while what are you playing with? Are you in handcuffs? <laughs> uh, no. There's a strange noise coming yeah, through. It's, it's like a rustling. I think that's his voice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, his voice is fine. Uh, Jeremy, are we going to meet you at NHC 2014 since you're in Ann Arbor? Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. And will we get to taste something from this 55-gallon club project? It'll be done by then. Awesome. Yeah, it should be, should be done by then. Oh, that's cool. So does do uh, all of the club members get to contribute to this, or do you weed out the, the shitty brewers? <laughs> no, anyone who wanted to sign up uh, initially could, and uh, we basically had 12 guys uh, who really wanted to participate. Um, we we did taste the beers before they went in, so Good call. if there was a shitty beer uh, brewer in there, we would have, um, you know, kicked that beer out. But, uh, you know, they, everyone did a great job, and uh, looking forward to how it turns out. I wish that one of them didn't didn't do a great job, and not to be a jerk, but I, but I would more be curious like how you deliver that message because this is the hard part for homebrew clubs. Like you you should be giving good constructive criticism to your members, but it is a hard conversation to have, isn't it? Someone gets excited about the barrel project, they bring over their work, and you're like, um, we have to talk. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't really know how we would have done that, but we did. We did prank a guy, I guess, and told him that he, his Pranky. beer uh, was, was pretty bad. Oh, and he, was he devastated? That. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> he's the one that couldn't make it for the barrel fill. Oh. So called him and said, you know, hey, sorry, you really, you know, this beer is terrible. We had to dump it out. <laughs> uh, he got really upset. But that is awesome. You know, that, that is pretty hilarious. You are homebrewer of the week for that. <laughs> because that is, we would have done that to JP in what? a heartbeat. But it wouldn't have been a joke. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Were you going to say well, something about this? Well, I was going to say, you, you can blind taste them. I mean, not 
completely blind. Like, oh, that's a good point. For instance, say I was we're doing a barrel project and I would volunteer. So I tell you what, I'll I'll sell her this. I'll you know get a pitcher or four ounces or whatever. Enough for all the people they're going to be testing. Yeah, and I'll give you some of each beer, and I'll I'll know whose is whose. But when it's done, these these go in, these don't. As yeah. far as everybody's concerned, you're all in anyway. That's so, a great idea, yeah. actually. Then it's not it's nothing personal. You all tasted the beer and right. you voted which ones go in. Exactly. Tasty's a so, smart yeah. guy. Sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, yeah. Jeremy, I noticed in your note that it says you uh, found out about the BN through your local homebrew shop, which is one of our beautiful sponsors, Adventures in Homebrewing. Oh yeah. H- how's that? How'd that happen? Uh, well, it came up one day. Um, you know, they're, they're great guys there at Adventures. Um, you know, I was, it was early on, I guess a couple years ago when I, uh, uh, I think before they were a sponsor, but they were just talking about, you know, how great information comes out of the BN. I feel like when I think about how people recommend the BN, the conversation always goes something like this. If you really like dildos and <laughs> home brewing, you should listen to the Brewing Network. Keep and your- then guys like Jeremy are like, you nailed me to a T. I love those How things. How did you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the first, you know, the ad right before this segment, right? <laughs> right. We talked about cock rings for 15 minutes. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, it was like 12 minutes. Come I'm on. so ashamed of us <laughs> like, sometimes. We didn't even broach the subject. <laughs> like, hey, that's how we built our empire of 10 listeners. It's don't you fine. sometimes feel like people are right? Like when they go, when people meet us and they go, listen, I, I tried to listen, but... You guys, you just talk about dicks and stuff for so long. And I can't argue with that. I always go, yeah, (laughs) we sure do. Yeah. Not to mention that we're sexist, intolerant, (laughs) xenophobic, homophobic. Or for the first time, they tuned in right at the wrong wrong time. time. You'd think that after all this time, we would have changed by now. Because I don't disagree with any of them. No, we talk uh, uh, an inordinate amount of uh, of dick subjects and dick humor. And, and, you know, yes. No, they're right. That's probably our sexist part. We don't spend enough time talking about vaginas. Oh, good point. Well, we don't know about vaginas. I think vaginas. you did at the beginning. <laughs> we know nothing about that foreign species. Yeah. No, you talked about it a lot at the beginning. Oh, okay. Your own. <laughs> what about Jeremy personally? Uh, what do you do for a living? I work for uh, radiation oncology at uh, U of M Hospital. Radiation oncology? I treat uh, cancer patients. Ooh, that's tough. That sucks for you. Oh, yeah. He's doing the right thing, though. Somebody's got to do something valuable in this world. It's not going to be us. <laughs> well, we're doing fine. I read here that Jeremy is also a BJCP certified judge. I just uh, passed, yeah. I uh, took Fred Bonjour's class. Uh, if anyone's in the in the area looking for a great instructor for uh, uh, the BJCP course uh, you know, or the exam, Fred does a great uh, class. He's a good dude. Um, He's very knowledgeable. Yeah, excellent. Are you going um, to judge at the uh, National Homebrewers Conference, you think? Well, if it... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. They always need more like judges. To. Like, right. part of me doesn't want to recommend judging because you're going to be busy judging the whole time. But they definitely need more judges. It's certainly certified ones. So you should do it since it's in your hood. Well, part of it's getting the exam back. I'm sure JP can uh, chime in about that. <laughs> have you not gotten I didn't it have back? To, uh, I didn't have to wait as long as JP. I think uh, I waited about four and a half months. So it is getting a little faster, but uh, How long I know they're trying to make it faster. I think uh, mine was. Turnaround. I think mine was like four. No, I don't even remember. To be honest with you, I don't think it was that long. I, it was long. Oh, really? I feel yeah. like the amount of complaining you did made it seem <laughs> long, but it actually yeah, maybe wasn't. That was it. Yeah. No, it was. It was an inordinate amount of time. It was. It was over four months. They are trying to fix that, though. Jeremy's sure. right. Yeah, I and I understand that, but uh, I'm still going to cry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have it no other way. 
Uh, if you go to our live stream page right now, you can see uh, photos, a little bit of the man cave. You've got a four-tap kegerator in there. Yep, there's a uh, yep, four-tap kegerator, and then there's uh, sour beers in the um, chest freezer that's temperature-controlled. Nice. So I'm taking this five. How often uh, do you so brew? Go ahead. About uh, two, to, uh, two to three times a month. Oh, see, that's a real home brewer right there. Tasty, how often do you brew nowadays? It depends on if I got a reason to brew. Like, not much is going on this time of year, so once a month or so. But, you know, if there's a festival coming up or something like that, like I'll be brewing for the uh, Tasty's Tasting Room at our Winter Brews Fest. Oh, yeah. Which so, is legal, by the way. It'll be legal this year. Isn't that weird? It's really weird. You've been doing it illegally. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be brewing a lot right after Christmas, so getting ready for that. Okay. Jeremy, can I say this? Had you just sent in photos of your wife, we would have made you homebrewer of the week. Honestly, what's with all these brewers with the good-looking wives? Like our last Thanks, couple man. homebrewers of the week, uh, when, when I connect with them on Skype, they always have a photo. And I thought most of our listeners were, like, homely. But uh, this, <laughs> they, they are. They just have hot wives. This new segment is teaching us otherwise. Yeah, you got a good-looking wife, Jeremy. Well done. Yeah. Well, thanks. Appreciate How long have you been married? Uh, three years. How old are you? Uh, I'll be 29 next week. Do you like to watch Gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right, Jeremy, you are our homebrewer of the week. Thanks for being on the program. And, uh, dude, that man cave is rad, so well done on that. Yeah, any future yeah. plans for that thing? Yeah, actually, right now I'm working on finishing the walls. Uh, I'm taking uh, pallets from Adventures in Homebrewing and breaking them down and putting the pallet wood up on the wall. Um, looks kind of like reclaimed lumber. We should do the whole hop grenade tap room. It, it sounds like a very cheap way to build things in reclaimed pallets. Yeah, cheap, cheap for a reason. Yeah. Our chairs yeah. will actually just be stacks of pallets. Oh, that'd be amazing. We won't even take them apart. We're gy- we're we're a gypsy bar. It's community seating. We're a hobo bar. Yeah, yeah. It fits us. Yeah, we'll 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 piss your own pants for you. We'll pee on you when you come in. Settle down. You drop a a, a dead cat in the pan to pay for your entry fee, and then you go and eat beans out of a can and it's drink like your pouch. It's like JP studied the Torah. Yeah, honestly, he's <laughs> quoting it. All right, Jeremy. Thanks, brother. Thanks for being on the program. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers to you. All right, there you go. Deuces. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, peace out. Deuces. Um, really? Maybe. All right, we had a phone call of a, of a brewing disaster before we actually get to our brewing disasters, which we have to do in a minute. i got to take us another break. What was this beer that we were drinking, JP? We are drinking uh, a beer from Black Market Brewing Company. It's a Anglo-American brown ale. <laughs> our, friend brought us, percent. our friend dropped off a bunch of beers from the... Greater Temecula area. Yeah, these are these people are in Temecula proper. Who are they called? What's it called? Black Market Brewing Company. Oh, I think I drank it all already. It was good beer. Well, yeah, it was a good brown ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black, I really enjoyed it. Black Market and Anglo American. How right. long until somebody from academia writes in uh, offended? I am a female and I have a PhD in fashion, and I think this is wrong. <laughs> Does it have coffee or something in it? Um, it was brown ale. I'm sure there's. There's those kind of notes from the malt. Something brown. It's maybe just roasted malt in there. Yeah. It's not written on the bottle at all? Uh, no, it is not written on the bottle at all. I apologize. Yeah, our friend uh, Mike. I think it was Mike. Fast dogs? Yeah. Big dogs? Two dogs? Man dogs. Many dogs. Dog face. I think that's who it was. He Three brought there. us up a bunch of Temecula beers. Um, and then the great Liz from Heretic Brewing Company. He actually brought them to Heretic, and then Liz brought them down to us. They're really good. They're good. We have like... Eight different beers. So we're not yeah. going to get through them all, uh, Fast Dogs Brewing guy, but 
Uh, we'll get through a couple of them. Tonight. Now I just opened an Iron Fire Brewing Company um, IPA. Is this that's, Caleb? That's back Caleb on the back on the phone. Can you re-message me, please? Yeah. All right, Caleb has a brewing disaster he wants to talk to us about before we actually get to our happy hour segment. Caleb, what's up, man? How's it going, guy? Oh. What language is that? <laughs> Japanese. I think it's Polish. What? What language is that? Where are you calling from, Caleb? Minnesota. All right. You got a brewing disaster to ask us about? Talk to oh, us about? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Yeah, it's cold as fuck here, so. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. It's been 34 constantly for like a week out here. What's your disaster? Go right, for it. Right. Well, I uh, started to brew a, uh, a uh, American Light uh, lager, and everything went fucking perfect with the uh, oh. new uh, e-brewing until I tried to cool the word, I uh, apparently uh, flooded my fucking house with uh, a frozen pipe because I tried to cool my word from Garneau's water. I don't understand. How did the, the pipe just broke because it was frozen or you did something wrong? Well, I've uh, been doing this for three years. Usually, I'll, every time after I get done brewing, the first thing I do when I'm done in the winter is I stop immediately and go and you know, turn everything off and empty everything so the water drains out so no frozen pipes. This year, not not so good. Uh, frozen pipes flooded my, my basement, turned on the uh, shit, and... Uh, oh, no. Uh, Wait. I, yeah. Did it freeze? Right. Did the basement then freeze? No, well, no, the basement's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's still warm. I just shut off the water, but uh, I uh, couldn't cool my word. So I... Because when I tried to cool my word, the water, uh, instead of running into my... Uh, my uh, ran into your uh, basement. Ran into my basement. Ugh. I call right. bullshit. Do you get it? Like the hose was frozen, so when he turned the water on, it backed up and then exploded. Oh, now I get well, it. Light bulb. <laughs> I can't believe yeah, Bevo was, was the smart. Well, and the old smoke come out of your ears. Where was fucking too. I'm too. Fo- hang on one second, Caleb. I'm too focused on. You ever talk to people who they get really excited about speaking? And they and and there's a sentence ahead of them, and they just cut out like two words from every sentence. Right. Like they just as you go, you just yeah. you, you, you're like these two words weren't necessary. They weren't. It's just a noun. Meanwhile, they were yeah, they were an <laughs> adjective and a, and a noun. And so you but you get really excited, and so you just you just drop a couple words. Yeah, is that what's ha- I'm I'm hearing that right? Right. It happens a lot when I and then the things. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not making fun of you, Caleb. I'm just pointing out a thing. It's for fun, Caleb. It's for fun. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. It is for fun. <laughs> oh, for fun, don't you know? At least we're not making fun of you being a woman. <laughs> so what's, or a smart woman. What's the upshot, Caleb? Is it fixed now? No. Not until, uh, well... <laughs> the upshot is I now have a hockey rink in my <laughs> basement. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. don't, don't do that again. I don't know what to say. Thank yeah. you, Caleb. Yeah. I appreciate the phone call. And, uh, Me God, too. Good luck with that. What a mess. <laughs> okay. Was that that was polite enough, right? That was, you're doing fine. He's close to Canada, so you have to be extra polite, right? <laughs> Xenophobic, right? Do I have another call I have to take? No, please. Excellent. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do our actual Sabco Happy Hour Brewing Disaster of the Week. Then we got to go. Show is long. I feel like. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. It's the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh yeah. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from homebrewers to professionals, and we hope you like it. From how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between, water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient. Flavor contributions, water chemistry, and adjusting water to styles of beer. John and Colin will teach you everything you need to know. Water is available from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing booksellers near you. Take the mystery out of your brewing water. Visit BrewersPublications.com for your copy of Water today. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio yeah. I feel like I've gone from hungover to drunk. There was no in between. <laughs> I flipped right over. Perfect. It shouldn't be. Just flipped. Yeah, I saw your turn. Yeah. Just snap. Done. Thanks to Triple Voodoo for hanging out with us today. They're still in the studio. TripleVoodooBrewing.com. Go check them out. Uh, Moscow. Yeah, and thanks to our home brewer of the week, Jeremy French. And thank you to Logic Inc. for bringing that segment to you. Go to EcologicCleansers.com and check out the best cleaning and sanitizing products that are out there. Non-toxic, biodegradable, non-corrosive. EcologicCleansers.com. All right, it's time for my favorite new segment. It's time for the BN Happy Hour. 
That's right. Being Happy Hour is brought to you today by Sabco, maker of the Brew Magic Brewing System. And now, let's see who f***ed up this week. Yes, let's. This week it was Kyle McNaughton who fucked up. Good job, Kyle. And it's because he wanted to brew his well first done. ever sour beer. Oh. And uh, he, of course, got the uh, inspiration from uh, Jamil. Uh, and he, uh, Kyle says, I, I blame that chicken fucker. And uh, what he basically did was uh, fuck up his beer so much, he said he would make Justin look like a pro brewer. Impossible. He started with Jay-Z's Southern English Brown recipe and attempted to sour five of the ten gallons he brewed. And let's let Kyle take it away and tell us what happened. Hey, Kyle. Welcome to the show, man. Heck hey, yeah. thank you. Have you been drinking your Russian Imperial Stout all night? I have. That and a uh, bunch of Deschutes IPA. a boy. So you're feeling like me, then? Yeah, pretty good. So I'm looking at photos of your brewing disaster, which should be available on our live stream page as well for folks at home to play along. Tell us what happened. Well, I uh, I was attempting my first sour beer, and I pretty much listened to everything Jay Z says. And I I was you know reading his book, and I wanted to do a sour beer. So I on page two twenty of Brewing Classic Styles, I uh, he talks about how Raj Opti puts a uh, a tapered oak peg in his glass carboy to uh, act as a, a bit of a seal and kind of imitate the amount of oxygen oxygen that an oak barrel would have to okay. get the, the right amount for a sour beer so i i brewed the beer and i i put the oak peg in the carboy right after i pitched the rosalaire yeast and it was uh, it was loose fitting. There's plenty of oxygen escaping, as it should There's, be, right? That's the point, right? And then I went to work. I work at a mine in Juneau, and I I went to work, and I uh, I was call the wife before I go underground. So I uh, I called her, and she answered the phone, and she's fucking screaming, crying, "Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you!" And oh no, uh, yeah. Apparently wow. the uh, when the fermentation started going, it came up into the oak peg and it it swelled it and it acted like a plug Whoa. and it was upstairs in our in our bedroom and the uh the five gallon carboy exploded oh. as, you can, as you can see from the pictures and it just yeah. she was downstairs and she could hear it kind of dripping drip 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 while yeah. she was in the kitchen like oh what the fuck is that and went up there and the well the sour beer was all over the second floor carpet and her uh, wedding dress oh <laughs> no she doesn't need it anymore yeah well, she's not gonna use it again i mean hopefully it's only her first marriage yeah yeah it is uh probably gonna be second pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you keep this shit up yeah no shit wow so did it totally ruin the dress then oh yeah oh yeah, it's, no it's destroyed oh yeah oh boy how did you like what was your response as she's screaming at you i gotta go make money oh, I was wondering, I was like, shit, I don't think, I, you know, there's any other women. I was wondering what she's mad at me about. She's freaking out. I can't hear her. And she's like, I didn't kill you. Ah, you know, crazy. And You're like, uh, I definitely. What was going on? And then I found out it was my sour beer that exploded. Then I, I was really sad. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you'd be relieved. You're like, oh, at least you didn't find my Asian porn collection. <laughs> or my mistress. No, I, I really wanted that sour beer. Right. <laughs> you can buy Asian porn anywhere in Juno. <laughs> so, let me, I, all right, I have a couple questions. Uh, okay. Where do you get 
a tapered wooden stave that fits right kind of well supposed to fit right down in a carboy <laughs> well me and my buddy were uh brewing and while i was brewing he had the dremel out we took a uh oak leg from a chair and he was dremeling it and he uh got it all whittled down he's hey this is perfect size and he was testing it and i was like hey that's perfect and uh, okay that, that said what we used Got it. Yeah, next time don't use that. <laughs> well, wait, why, why would Jay-Z give that advice? What, what did Kyle or, uh, what did, uh, what did Kyle do wrong? Well, the it's... The fermentation that... got it wet, for one thing. I mean, yeah. that wasn't his fault. That's just something that's never considered. Well, I'm surprised that there was that much fermentation on a, on the secondary for the... Well, that's a good question. Was this secondary or was it primary fermentation, Kyle? It, it was actually primary. Oh, okay. And I, I, All I, right. I emailed yeah, I emailed Jay-Z after this, and uh, you know, I told him the story, and he said, yeah, don't use that method. Uh, <laughs> use a use a plastic carboy cap instead. Yeah. And he said he's sorry. Go and, ahead and uh, tear that page out of the book. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no tell. Yeah. Well, but let's yeah. talk about the theory, because it, the, the theory is what Kyle was going off of, and that is you're going to get some of the, of the wood characteristic, plus you're essentially aerating enough to 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 let the the sour bugs get the oxygen that they that they want. It's, it's the theory. No, the he's he's shaking any, his head feverishly. Yeah, there's none of that. There's none of that. No, but there's no oxygenation. It, it's a, it's for like in like long term aging for barrels. There is micro oxidation where, but that's like over months and months and months with a large surface area with a, uh, just a little wooden plug. You're going to stick it in, maybe leave it open a little bit for gas to come off. Yeah. But there's nothing going to go back in. Oh, okay. I all. thought the theory was that it would be loose enough that something would come back in. Mm-mm. No. No. I no, see. But it would come through the oxygen, would come through the wood itself. Through the wood. Okay. Like it does in a, yeah, but, in a barrel. But during a fermentation, you know, a, a, a month, you're not going to. No. Okay. But, because you also have that layer so, of, of oat of, of carbon, uh, carbon dioxide, right? Yeah. So the, nothing's going to be penetrating that enough to do anything for the bugs. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. the only thing he did wrong is he, it got wet. I mean, it really should have been just in the secondary, not in the primary, like Dr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could have he done the primary fermentation with a regular blow-off. Yeah. Uh, it's going to, you know, croisen up, and it's going to get like that. And then when you put it in the secondary, that's usually when you pitch your sour bugs. Okay, and that I've never seen that bubble up much. You just get a pellicle over it, and it doesn't do much. So you don't have to. You could probably go back to the your wooden plug at that point, and it, it won't bubble up, and it won't get it wet, and it won't. Yeah. Oh, he's never using the wooden plug never. again. You can no. be sure, or but not if, not there. But his wife's got way. a new place for that wooden plug. <laughs> not that way. Also, yeah. excuse me. The research is out there for how much oxygen barrels will allow into wine, for example. So don't just Plug, anytime you plug something that could potentially build pressure, yeah, you deserve whatever you get, which is usually a wedding dress full of sour beer. Well, he was under the impression that it wasn't plugging it, that it was letting in some oxygen, right? Yeah, yeah but there's potential it got wet for that. And it swelled up. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was loose fitting. It, it would have been better if, uh, if I had used a blow-off tube, like Doc had said, uh, for high Krausen until that uh, tapered off and then, and then put the oak peg in. But yep. Right. I never did that, and, it, and so this this didn't just ruin the dress and the carpet, but it leaked through from your second story oh. down to the first floor too. So uh, your so ceiling, actually, it, it never came through the ceiling. Okay, you could hear it dripping, but we haven't uh oh. we haven't ever seen nothing up in the sheetrock. But you can see up in the in those pictures I sent. Yeah, in the corner of that closet, that's all glass shrapnel that 
pretty much stuck in there. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I like that he's pointed out in the photographs what the original carpet color is. Now, yeah. I will say, I'm a little traumatized by looking at the photos because it's exactly, uh, that's the color that my carpet was in the old rat pad. <laughs> and it's exactly what my carpet looked like when my porter filtered through it. You, you should do a 220 of Brewing Classic Styles and try that on your <laughs> carpet. Now, did you get the carpet clean at least, or no is it way. still stained? You got to replace no, that. No, I I still get shit about that. Uh, my wife would probably tell you all about it. She, <laughs> I'm sure she would. She, uh, yeah, I was at work and uh, she. It was right before Thanksgiving, and she was trying to get ready for a Thanksgiving party, and I uh, I had her have to go to the Safeway and get all the get the rug commercial. doctor. Yeah, the rug doctor, and start cleaning it. I, I was. I didn't want to come home the next morning. Yeah, Ch- Chad went and got the rug doctor the next day when when this happened to me, and it, it didn't pull it all out. Well, because you you got to not just clean the carpet, you got to f- replace the padding, and also I'm surprised you didn't replace it even the subfloor because of the smell. Uh, well, that goes away, you know. Yeah, Do- does yeah, it? Just rub some dirt on it. This permits. <laughs> wow, yeah, exactly. See, he knows. It's it's in his bedroom, though. You know, you soak it up with the rest of the wedding dress. <laughs> You'd be great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kyle was one of my roommates. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a dish towel. That's good to go. <laughs> how, how did the rug doctor do? What does it look like now? I just, oh, my wife's in here yelling at me. She said it took three months for that shit to go away. Oh, oh I I'll bet. Pretty good. Oh. Now, Kyle, did you try this line, Kyle? It, it might still work. Try this. You know, you didn't really look that great in the wedding dress anyway. <laughs> Do you think that would help the situation? I, I, I thought that wedding dress kind of made you look fat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you should not say that. What's your for fun? How long have you been married, Kyle? Uh, well, we've been divorced a couple years after that. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, a couple years. She's okay. here now. Okay. Yeah, we can hear her in the background going, it was three months. <laughs> yeah. You dick. I like that you're most disappointed about the fact that you actually didn't get to sour the beer. Yeah, what, what about the other half of the batch? Yeah, so the uh, so I've been brewing 10-gallon batches, and I, I took his, uh, I believe it was the Northern English Brown Ale recipe, Jay-Z's, and I, uh, I pretty much took most of the hops out of it to make the sour beer taste good, and then the other five gallons I, I didn't really care about. Well, the... Uh, the five gallons of sour beer exploded, and then the the other beer, since I took so much hops out of it, it just was way, way too sweet. So oh. I, I pretty much ruined 10 gallons of beer. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like every batch I've ever brewed. <laughs> I think I am yet to hear a happy hour that's worse than me. This one's close. This one's very close. Close. But because you don't, have, you don't have the... The wife to be screaming at. Yeah, he ruined more carpet than you did. Yeah, yeah. and ruined his wife's probably only good memory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and it was his own carpet. Yeah, <laughs> and it's his own carpet. Oh, oh yeah. So maybe this one is worse. Is it his own? Do you own your house? Yes this this house was brand new built in 2010. I think oh. we moved in in October. Oh, uh, and this happened and, when. In November. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Way to baptize it. Uh, all right. This is a good one. Thanks for sharing with us, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Hey, good luck in future brews. Don't be such a dumbass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. All right, brother. Well, cheers. Yeah. I think Thank the only thing cheers. worse would have been a St. Bernard with a bladder problem. <laughs> oh, maybe not even worse. I don't know. At least the St. Bernard wouldn't have opened the closet door and pissed on a wedding dress. <laughs>
All right, that's our home brewer of the week. Uh, his name is Kyle, and uh, thanks for sharing with us, brother. Don't forget, uh, it's brought to you by Sabco, makers of the Brew Magic uh, homebrew system. Go check them out, Sabco. Brewmagic.com. All right, are we done? Is our work here done? Nope, Twitter game. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, There's one more thing with that's what happens. We don't have to do it. We can just skip it. Why are you always ruining my life, JP? I uh, want to know how to stay warm. All right. How do a we lot stay? of these are about you, Beef, so just don't worry about that. Oh, great. Yeah. Put on a Bevo suit. <laughs> Ew. All right. Uh, what was our Twitter game I don't question? Know what that means. Our Twitter game question was, uh, you know, it's been really, really frigidly cold in here. It's been like about 34 at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, how can Californians basically deal with that weather? What's a tip to stay warm? Okay. That makes and sense to me. There's a lot of hate. He lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. Jackie lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Sorry, JP. That's okay. You want another one? No. I have Road Vag. We haven't listened to Road Vag. What's Road Vag? Remember, that one was about Nate. He's out on tour with that brain all band. Guitar on the shoulder and a damp on All right, this one sucks. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so, uh, High Gravity writes, uh, find the Harry's Brewcaster and snuggle into the sweater. Who is the Harry's Brewcaster? Uh, well, it would be Warren. Is the hairiest person that I've ever met in my entire life. He's not an official brewcaster. No, but I'm just saying, like, uh, he'd be the hairiest person ever. I don't know about brewcasters because right. we're all pretty bald. Next? Uh, maybe Vivo. I don't know. No. Uh, no. Right. She's not a brewcaster. There She's was a, a chick. There was oh, yeah, a song right. asking if there's hair down there. Yeah, but not on her, like. What was that one called, Bevo? Cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> Dear Bevo. Dear Bevo. Really? It's this one. Dear Bevo, let your hang low. Can you not sing along? It makes it worse. <laughs> it My does, Bevo, let, let your hair hang low. This is why there aren't female brewcasters. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. And brown. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Then those day cups can hold. I really would appreciate it if we didn't do these songs when there were guests in the studio. Such a weird rhythm he has. I should have played this for Chris Robinson. I got a good cover. You can just cover the song. Free of charge. Just, just listen to my tape. It's to the tune of Mary Had a Little Lamb, but don't pay attention to that. Yeah. I'm sure you guys can work some little Counting Crows magic on it. Black Crows. Yeah, but Counting Crows have better songs, I think. <laughs> Your big boobie. I'm not big. I see. I see. My oh, a dream of your hair. This is so gross. Down there. <laughs> Lovely people, do you have hair <laughs> down there? Oh my God! When I'm You guys, we harmonize it. Did 
I he didn't harmonize. That was terrible. Really? Was no. it? You got it wavy, isn't it? That... It's not a harmony. No. It was close. I well, no, let's, it let's wasn't. do an I harmony. Down no, let's there. not. Do you think we can get Bebo to sing her own songs at the anniversary party? Hell so no. How much would that, 100 bucks a song? No. That's a hundred. That's two hundred dollars. You have two songs at least. No, a hundred and one dollars. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm going to go up incrementally by one dollar amount. Oh, sweet, Doc. How much you have in your wallet? <laughs> Whatever Doc has. I got a lot in my wallet right now. For, to, to harmonize with one song. No. All right, fine. Two hundred dollars a song. No. Three hundred dollars. How much should we get on the table right now? Go, go, go. Yo, you pay me hundred dollars. Don't play this again. Stop playing this song. <laughs> I'll pay you hundred dollars. You're an idiot. Fine one. Stop. Bebo, I'm gonna reach into my wallet yeah, here. Just, you're you're poorer than I am. And I'm we gonna pull out Bebo. three bills. <laughs> yes, three bills. Three bills. Joke. Their denomination we do not know. That's right. three meals they're of Taco un- Bell. They're unknown. See. <laughs> <laughs> Um, three, that's three days of eating. Yeah, three bills. I'm going to roll them up because the amount really shouldn't matter. It's the gift that counts. It's three one dollar bills. It is I not. Saw, how dare I you? That. Assuming that I would pay you for <laughs> Justin. I'm going to leave. Waka waka waka. Just fine. I don't want to hurt her. Not going to hurt her. Waka waka waka. Don't. All right, I just in time. I mean, are you? Stop! No, I provoking even... him. Oh, it says she is. She provokes me to do it. I mean, I want to know if it's her fault or not. Don't be disgusting. <laughs> okay. Gross. All right. JP lost his way in the dildo All right. What else do we have in our right. Twitter game? Uh, Wayne Perry writes: Harness the heat that comes from Sugar Valley when he thinks of Bevo. Instant warmth. Okay. All right, but that means you have to cuddle with them, I guess. Jeremy Wheeler writes, grab the biggest BN listener available, cut them open, and climb in. And you thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh. It's a tauntaun joke. Get it? It was a Star Wars yeah. thing. Um, Shut alternately, up, uh, I'm just impressed I knew that. Don't lie. Someone else uh, wrote the same thing, but about Tasty. Okay. Yeah, but I felt it's weird, cutting it him from, open. It came from two different people? <laughs> it came from two different people. Our listeners, one <laughs> mind. Yeah. Like the Borg. Uh, what is that? It's another Star Wars reference? No, I think it's the other stars. Shit. Star Trek. Uh, Brian Baumgart wrote, Go jump in the creek behind the studio. The runoff from the refinery should keep the water about 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does burn that way anyway. <laughs> Our boys at Melovino wrote, Shoot back a yeast slurry and get in a sleeping bag. Dutch oven. Son! Because hmm. you get the yeast ghosts that warm you. Okay. Uh, Greg Polly writes, Burn JP's 500 oatmeal stout recipes. <laughs> <laughs> That keeps one for a while. Uh, it was only seven, you dick. That's a good one. Uh, William Behun writes, Just for the record, I would happily kill someone in front of their mother for 34 degree weather. And then Sugar Valley Brewer writes, Snuggle up to Bevo's ass and pray for snow. <laughs> I I, it's funny, but I don't get it. Well, because you want it to be even colder so you can keep snuggling. Oh, I now I get it. Wacka, wacka. Stop! <laughs> I don't want to laugh at this, uh, but no. I can't not. By the way, there's a better song coming down the line. Don't oh, worry about I it. Think is there? Yeah, fantastic. Great. That's just good news. So I think there I'm you delirious. go. I like the JP one about all your shitty recipes. Hey, they didn't say shitty. They just said there's a lot of them. <laughs> just and they should be shitty. burned. <laughs> yeah, really? Because I'm pretty sure I heard that all your recipes are shitty. No, no. <laughs> well, then why would they need to be burned if they were good? Right. To keep warm, idiot. <laughs> It's not, it's not why do you angry. need? Why do you need a hundred of them? They're. Uh, 
Why do you need seven recipes for the same beer? They're not that. You know, have you brewed beer before? <laughs> How was your beer, by the way? Twice. I don't Jamie know. Jackie lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. Jackie lost his wiener in the dildo mold. It was epic and adamant. Terrence won't give me any. What? What? Really? So he still has it's it? It's a light mm-hmm. mic. You know? Well, it's probably not going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your microphone's still on, Bevo. <laughs> no, ter- ter- he asked me how my beer was. I said, I don't know because oh. Terrence won't give me any. No. It is being stored oh, at his like house. Oh, we took that out of context. You should really drink you it. Did. It's a coal made five months ago. That would be great. Yeah. You know what you can do? You can bottle it in a one one millimeter bottle and sell it for $10,000 like all the other craft beers do. Okay. Yeah. No. Stop. Stop. What this whole song's about? No. <laughs> you should be flattered, there. Steve-O. Yeah, I should be. I should totally be. I am such a bitch. How dare I not be completely? Yeah, you know what, sugar phallic, whatever the hell your name is, sugar phallic brewer. <laughs> Can you fly here and I will spend the entire? No. What? I just can't do that. No. What? I'm going to say, can you come here and I'll spend the entire day with you and we'll be buddies and I won't be a bitch. But no, I'm just going to be a bitch here. because Don't forget this, this classic about Tasty. I remember the year the Tasty McDold died. Me too. What? I forgot the... 2014. Say for the last two weeks that the party was wild. Mm-hmm. It made a big impression on me, although I was miles away. They say he got religion at the end I'm glad he went that away. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't know about that. See, they're just not as fun. No. They're not about Bebo's giant ass. Yeah. Stop giant. We was mislit. <laughs> yes, said it was untrue. We was mislit. What's it mean to you? We yeah, you misled. can keep your plan, but you better move fast. Tell your doctor you're coming, because you know it won't last. This is still the best one. If we were going to release an album of songs... It would all be there. She's a mighty fine one. Delicious and a brown one. Yeah, oh, that's, that's every song, right? <laughs> we all love the Bebo. I forgot about this one. I, I love, love the session show. show. Oh, no, I didn't. Wacka, wacka, wacka on a bear behind. She provokes me to do it. See, she provokes me. It all right. It's her fault. I give it to JP. Great, let's go. JP, Great shitty recipe. you win. All right. They're not shitty. They're just numerous in quantity. And shitty. Well, Phil, if you need a good uh, stout recipe, is that there? Stouts? They're stouts. Oak age stout. Your mom is a fucking stout, all right? <laughs> piece of shit. I'm not ready for you. I'm scrolling it up now. Wait, fatty and balding? I think he says that. Wait, restart it. I've never actually listened to the words. I don't think I've ever listened to them either. JP's an asshole. 
It's the only important one. Yeah. Fat and balding is what I heard. <laughs> Well, he's, that's he's stout and, and he's balding and he's a real schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Let's try it. Let's I try it. JP's an asshole. He's fat and he's balding and he's a real dick. How do you know the word? <laughs> that line you don't have to change. I don't know. Are you ready to take us out of here? All right, next week's our last show of the year. We got Matt Bernelson in the studio. Plus, you can come hang out with us too. Come join us at Creek Monkey Tap House from 2 30 to 4 30. Then come on over to the show. It's our last show of 2013. It's also potentially our last Sunday show. Because we're moving shows to Mondays come January. Mostly because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> As Bevo likes to point out. In other news, Justin's uh, an alcoholic. <laughs> are you ready, JP? Which is not on Monday. Are you writing your plug? Uh, they're the same every week. I don't understand why you're. it's ever Can you just an, record it? An issue. It's not the same. If you listen, it's not the same. I just got a little quip. I just got a little oh. thing. And uh, plus, I'm, I'm adding uh, the guest in. That's what she said. Right, so I need to. I need to. Yeah, just roll it. Take us out of here. Thanks to Triple Voodoo. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Greg and Phil from Triple Voodoo. Be sure to visit them at their new digs in San Francisco. Mentally awkward and socially retarded, JP is on Twitter at Major Jip. Scott is no longer on oh, Twitter. Oh, I get it because that part was new. In silent protest of the escalation of the gender war. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm I quit. Was that not good? I thought I was helping. Good job, JP. We'll see you next week. Cherry